0: Hey, did you watch the? Did you watch the first episode?
1: It. I didn't see the the link that you did. You send the uh, link or no?
0: Nah, I never sent it? it. I just okay. posted it. I. I'll I. It's. It's everywhere though. Um. Yeah, it was kind of a bitch setting it up, but um, I figured it out. You have to pay. I, you have to pay to host it too, which kind of sucks. It's like twenty. On, on what? Um, everywhere. He saw it. I have to pay distributions to send it to like Spotify and a bunch of other shit. And then I have to pay Apple has its own thing. We have to pay like 20 bucks a month for them. Oh my goodness. And then the other one for the distribution one, that one's like 150 a month or no. 150 a year, I think. Or 300 a year or some shit like that. Yeah, it's a little more work than I thought i was like damn y'all gouging me over here
1: i thought you just posted it to the tube
0: it is on youtube as well okay but, which is better because i inserted clips and stuff from the movie so
1: mm. uh, copyright we don't did. take it down
0: yeah we did get copyright stricken but um it was only just they were taking mon- monetization basically yeah. let's
1: live let's eat youtube
0: i uh, know but we did get some views off of just random shit i guess so and we got a couple downloads there you go yeah from <laughs> random people i don't know but hey
1: shout out to hive <laughs> <laughs> the, the
0: brand the brand brolic
1: the brand is strong all
0: right um so yeah man how you been
1: i'm good um massive heat wave going through
0: yeah for real i was low-key itching to get back to this pod but um
1: uh, you got a lot to get off of chest
0: nah i was just i was just excited to just um i just want to do more episodes i kind of like it i like yeah uh, sharing thoughts is cool especially for some cool art that we're checking out um yes yeah, so we got we did the space odyssey now we're doing episode two Hey, welcome oh, to the. No-
1: well, oh, how you on. doing first? Huh? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, just busy, man. I only got I only slept like two hours last night, so I was pretty. Jesus. Honestly, I was I was sleeping literally right when you te- or when I te- when I texted you, like I woke up from a nap. And uh, so yeah, I've been in and out of sleep like these past. I was just watching, I was just watching the clips. Give uh the sons of work real quick i don't even watch basketball anymore chill oh we got Laker your fan over here that's why i thought d book was your boy all of a yeah. sudden
1: now he's kind of eight
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> bro that's one of my topics okay so so this is a um hey welcome to the noble pod um this is episode two this one is called fuck with us and get fucked um no this is not that's not what it's called um okay. uh did you get your soundboard yet or not no i was right when you
1: started doing the intro there i was like damn this would be a good time for a soundboard
0: i know i want um they do have an air horn app (laughs) somewhere
1: um the thing is if you have if you have the zoom app is there uh like a like a setting you could do so you could pick up audio coming from your computer
2: I think
0: you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, like, if you play it on your mm-hmm. computer, if it'll, I think it should automatically, honestly.
1: So, what you're saying is, if I play here, I'm gonna play this. Can you hear anything?
0: Nah. Huh. So, I suppose, I suppose not.
1: Maybe it's just a Spotify have I don't know. But yeah, I'll figure it out for next week. At least something, maybe on my phone or something. The Air horn. Oh,
3: I'm in front of the Golden Gate Bridge.
0: Oh, and I'm in space. All right, my bow is just fucking around with the, um, yeah. Um, let me see. I started the re- the recording, obviously, but.
1: Um... So I th- I sent you those uh those, those theories before before this. What did did you give any of them um a watch or.
0: Oh, you send me multiple? I no, st- I, ju- I just
1: I just sent you the the Wendy theory.
0: Yeah, I started watching the Wendy one, but um, I, I kind of got it was it was like forty minutes long, bro. I was like, damn, that's what this dude's doing. All
1: right, yeah. well, at least it'll give me uh, uh, something that I, I, I could talk about.
0: Later. Yeah, no, you you share the theory, and then I'll 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 pop in, and now I'll add on to it.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I do have some theories about that shit too. So. Oh, hold on, this is downloading real quick.
1: Wait, what are you downloading?
0: Hey, nothing. You,
1: you got <laughs> no, <Nah>, that's <fucking laughs> stupid. Wait, wait hold, hold it closer to the mic. <laughs>
0: that's not hard. Nah, um, so welcome to the Noble Pod episode two. Uh, y'all Um, <laughs> it sounds so janky. <laughs> hey man this is we're still i told you r&d we're still figuring it out it, um, it
1: it sounds like what what it looks like right now you're playing it through your phone through <laughs> the mic. Up. oh no all right
0: all right um oh, shit. All right, all right. um yeah so episode two we are we did watch another Kubrick film we watched uh the shining which was that's that was the first time i've seen it actually have you seen it before
1: uh first time, time I, I watched it like beginning to end and i i think i mean like everyone knows like the like the famous scenes and whatever
0: yeah here's but, johnny
1: yeah yeah but it's the first time that um that i've watched it beginning to end so it was it was, it was good
0: <clears throat> um usually when i watch movies i have to watch them like two times because the first time i kind of just basically what happens like i watch a movie the first time i just take everything in i just like Mm -hmm. i I experience it and then the second time is when i like pay attention i analyze it so i take that take that. yeah i didn't get to um to watch it a second time and like a lot of shit was happening really quickly so like my plot notes are a little you might have to help me out with this and they're a little um i was trying to catch up because like i was watching it i was taking notes but at the same time like i was so like captivated by some of the shit so i was like I forgot I was supposed to be taking notes and shit
1: yeah I I mean even before the plot just like uh the way it was shot there was like ever since like we 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 came up with this idea I tried to pay more attention to like the the way things are shot and and stuff like that and yeah um those some really cool things especially like it seemed like there was a lot of scenes where like the camera's in front of the the person and like it's like following them either while walking Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it, it, it was pretty cool yeah um no it was shot really well um some of the scenes like with the one where he's inside the he's trapped inside the pantry and like they're filming him from upside down or whatever mm. yeah, that's yeah. A good one. um so um yeah we can give so this is i was gonna ask too um are you Are you watching these with your with your girl or are you just watching them solo? Uh
1: the first one, yes, this one no, just it's uh spooky? A yeah, a little bit spooky. Too
0: spooky? To oh, she don't like scary movies? No. Nah. Interesting. Um so yeah, The Shining came out uh 1980, right on the dot. Um Obviously directed by Stanley Kubrick, written by, um, it was oh Diane Johnson. So screenplay by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson. Um, obviously based off of the Stephen King novel. Um, <clears throat> I never knew. I read a lot of Stephen King when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of weird because like his shit's pretty mature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. <laughs> but but this was one of the this is one of the ones i i never read um and i never saw the movie either i don't know why i just i don't know but yeah it came out 1980 let's see also
1: i feel like it when something gets a lot of hype i feel like you don't like it what do you mean like oh oh, me personally or just yeah you personally
0: yeah i'm kind of a i'm kind of a hipster um i do try to stay away from shit that's too hype (laughs) um but no, i just it was my my dad really my pops really liked this movie um this was one of his favorite movies but i just never i just never really watched it um do you have any facts or anything you want to bring up before
1: uh yeah i think uh okay so apparently the Wendy, the actress, the main the main actress, the wife. Uh-huh. She came out in like later interviews saying that playing this role like gave her really bad uh, like she got like PTSD from it or some some shit like that. Like yeah. really Yeah. Uh, and um she said she was never the same after filming that, which
0: is kind of weird. Fuck, oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: I um, always like some fun facts. Uh, to get Jack Nicholson in the right agitated mood, he was fed only cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which he hates. <laughs> <laughs> nah, all right, all right, Dude, that's great content. I love that. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, so this movie, um, based off the book, Oh, uh, oh
1: oh oh so i do have one fact actually uh-huh. um so the snow outside the hotel yeah wasn't actually snow kubrick had a bunch of salt imported
0: oh damn and,
1: yeah it was actually salt
0: damn that's crazy yeah there's a fuck ton of snow out there at the end too
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: i mean <laughs> salt. <laughs> so, um the shining let's see how much this grossed um it was made in 1980 it was two hours runtime of two hours and 20 basically two two and a half hours two, two hours and 26 minutes um it was actually it was actually considered one of the longer movies at the time um a lot of people wanted it to be actually shorter but um it didn't feel it didn't feel really too long or anything it felt it felt pretty perfect for at least to me, I don't know if you thought maybe it was it was dragging a little bit, but um, I mean
1: just, just with the two movies we've seen of his, he does those like uh, like almost like chapters where it's yeah. just like yeah, so it helps break it up. It's nice. Yeah, he did
0: have this, he did have this broken up um through different days and like months mm-hmm. and stuff. Um opening weekend this did six hundred and twenty two thousand total gross. Damn, we could
1: talk. Um, <laughs>
0: Damn, wait. That is kind of weak.
1: Well, so so the two things that I've heard from at least the two movies we, we've talked about is when they first come out, they're just like I think people just don't understand them, so they get really highly critiqued, and yeah, and then years later people come to realize it was a masterpiece. I I mean, yeah, I'm spot on for what we do.
0: Yeah, the the um the budget was 19 million. Jesus. And it only did 622 opening weekend. Damn. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, obviously like this movie kind of has gone on to become like a cult classic. Um, they said, they said it didn't really do too much all time. All time. Domestic box office is at 44, 44. 5. Yeah. So all time domestic box office. Um mil so since then it's it's made double its money basically but um they said a lot of the a lot of their most of their sales came from like theaters and i mean uh, people Mm. buying people buying the movie at home and stuff and uh, buying the vhs's and stuff so but yeah this is obviously cult classic this is the first time i've seen it um shit is fucking shit is shit is weird um, it's a very good. It's a very good horror film. Um, I, I
1: always, I always appreciate horror films that are not solely based on like jump scares and like yeah. some like extra gore and blood, like something that's. I, I I appreciate that
0: for sure. Yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a psychological yeah, horror guy yeah. too. Um, I like hack and slash too sometimes, but like it's a mm-hmm. little it's a little cliche, but. Yeah. yeah definitely something that's more artsy and like just kind of just fucking weird and eerie that's like that's my shit um so uh yeah o- overall thoughts before we get into the plot what do you think um
1: <laughs> i think the this main thing is uh like i said just appreciate that a horror film that doesn't that's doesn't rely on sight uh, like on, on jump scares and stuff like that and and i like uh I like that. Just like the first one we did, the 2001, um, it really leaves for the viewer like a lot of openness for interpretation of how you want to take it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So my main thoughts there.
0: Yeah, I notice. I notice Kubrick likes to do that too. He doesn't really like to explain shit. Yeah, Someone just likes to just let it be its own thing, and then whatever you take from it, you take from it.
1: Yeah, so many um, movies now, just, it just it's just like they spoon feed you
0: for sure um yeah people get upset nowadays like if you don't if like there's like unresolved shit it's like what the fuck like Mm -hmm. like they didn't give us answers for that what the fuck um but yeah it's definitely a different different style he has his own style he has his own like his own wave shit was pretty lit um i like it it's it's one of my it's one of my i would say it's one of my more i mean maybe it's because i just watched it recently but there's not too many horror movies that i really go back to and be like oh this is a really good horror movie but this was definitely one of them where, like i'm like oh shit this is a good this is one of my favorite horror movies that i've seen Mm -hmm. um um, like i said the psychological aspect the the music in it the fucking the shots were great um Mm -hmm. it was simple it wasn't not really too much going on there's like three or four characters um but like at the same time, like the story itself was pretty woke in my opinion, like the way I, I perceived it. Mm. And, and like, I was like, damn, like he's touching on some, some like deeper shit, but like, um, yeah, we can get into that. But yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was, one of my more favorite, one of my more, um, I was impressed, honestly. I thought maybe, cause like you said, like a lot of people say it's overrated and shit. And I know a lot of people think it's maybe too much or too artsy or whatever, but. Yeah, was how
1: about how about um i do like a, a quick minute two minute summary of it and then we could just jump into our our theories or thoughts or whatever
0: okay yeah i mean i have the whole plot but you want to just just run it down uh we could we could try the summary if you want um okay you got some if you got some juice give us some juice
1: okay the quick minute summary all right so
0: um <laughs> uh, you miss a lot in there boy but, <laughs> I should, yeah, I sure did, do you take notes when you watch it or no? No, no, um, yeah, let me, yeah, I'm gonna run through the plot, just I'll try to do it quick. okay, just so no, what no, know.
1: but but if we're gonna run through it, then let's just let's just hop on all the details while you're going through it.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. um, so shining starts off, opening scene, boom, it's the we're in Denver, Colorado. It's some nice, nice shots of the fucking lake. I don't know what lake they're at, but um, they're just going to. It's a car driving, and it's a helicopter footage, and it's overlooking like this. I guess yeah, it's a lake, right, or some type right, of body.
1: There was no drones back then, so they had to use a helicopter.
0: Yeah. So it was small cool. he- helicopter shots. Um, just some some eerie music, just kind of leading up, and it's it's taking you on this journey up to where the movie is going to take place. Which is the Overlook Hotel? Um, while yeah, while it's going, it has the music that uh, mm, 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 type shit. Um, some horns. It's it's real, just eerie and like, and it's kind of just different shots of nature. And honestly, those shots were hella beautiful in my opinion. Um, shit look nice as fuck um so it kind of in my opinion like it's already setting you up to like like it's kind of giving you false hope of like oh this is a nice little, little beautiful place or whatever it's nice good scenery it's probably nothing bad's gonna happen here right but then yeah you have... mean,
1: it it also gives you the feeling of how far it is from from, from like civilization
0: yeah for sure and then but then like with the contrast of the music, it's kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, you do get that sense of like, OK, as you get as it goes on, you get kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, we are. It's getting this is pretty far out. Like, where are we going? Um, so it ends up going to you see Jack, um, our main character, Jack Nicholson. Um he plays Jack Torrance. He gets he arrives at the hotel. Um, or you don't really know what it is, but he arrives at this place and he immediately it doesn't really show him outside or anything. He just shows him inside and he meets with a man named uh, Stuart Stuart Ullman.
2: Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mr. Ullman. This is my secretary, Susie. Hello. Susie, how do you do? Have any trouble finding us? Oh, no problem at all. I made the trip in three and a half hours. Wow, that's a very good time.
0: And then you meet his his secretary, whatever. Um, they have a they're having a meeting. It doesn't really say what he's there for, but they sit down, they start talking there in his office, and then immediately he cuts to a woman and a boy. They're sitting at a table, and the boy is eating a sandwich, and she's just smoking a cigarette there, yeah He really
4: want't go and live in that hotel for the winter.
5: Sure
0: I do. It'll be lots of fun. Uh, mom and mom and son. You find out that is Wendy, Wendy Torrance, Jack's wife, and that is Danny Torrance, Jack's son. Um, immediately they're talking about moving, or they're talking about going to the place. they they're, they're everybody's being real vague. It's not really saying too many details yet. So they're kind of just talking about the boys. Like she's like, oh yeah he's like i don't want to go there whatever um and she's like well you can make new friends or whatever well it, it'll be cool you can we're gonna go to a new place and he's like and then he that's when he starts bringing out the the finger thing and he's just <clears he's throat> like he's like i don't want to go there mrs mrs torrance then he starts talking to her hella weird bro
2: what about tony he's looking forward to the hotel i bet
4: no i ain't mr
2: torrance Now oh, come on tony don't be silly
4: i don't want to call
0: them mrs don't well how come you don't want to go i just don't yeah and i was as soon as i saw the shit, i was like what the fuck is going on and like she was totally she was like totally okay with it but it turns out tony is this little boy's imaginary friend i suppose um you don't really know what he's just being he's just being a little weird-ass boy And obviously this boy, this boy needs some friends because he seemed like he don't get out too much. But um, then it cuts back to Jack and Jack is you find out he's doing a job interview at this hotel. And this hotel is called the Overlook Hotel. Um, So he's interviewing with Stuart Ullman is interviewing him. He's talking about he's just asking him basic interview questions. Hey, what did you do before? Whatever, whatever. Jack's like, yeah, I used to be a teacher, but now I'm just a writer. Um, i'm just working on a book
2: jack is a school teacher uh, formerly a school teacher what line of work are you in now i'm a writer um teaching's been more or less a way of making ends meet well this ought to be quite a change for you well i'm
0: looking for a change and and it's funny too if you read a lot of stephen king books um it's always like there's always a character that is a writer. Usually the main character is like some type of writer. And it's kind of like, it's just funny because Stephen King's a writer. So like he kind of puts it in his own perspective. But um, so Jack is a writer and they said, they were just talking about the hotel, his job, his job duties. Basically he's going to be, he's going to be watching over this hotel. Our
5: people in Denver recommended Jack very highly. And for once I agree with them.
0: Um, the skiing lodge is talking about he starts talking about skiing because he said the hotels closed from May to do you remember what days he said it was closed from it was basically going to be closed for like five months or something.
1: Yeah, it was it was uh...
0: it was like from November to May or something.
1: Our season here runs from
5: uh, May 15th to October 30th, and then we close down completely until the following May.
0: And. But it, it's a five-month five month job, and it's going to be closed for winter. And Jack's like, well, why wouldn't you keep it open? Like, it seems like skiing would be, like, like hella popular here. And he's like, no, the snow gets too crazy. And, like, you can't really – you can't do anything. You get, like um,
1: – Well, the snow on the road, that's what it was. And okay. they couldn't they – couldn't, paying for the, the – getting rid of the snow on the roads wouldn't be – um the expenses
0: would be too high to offset
2: the to... gotcha. Seems to me that the skiing up here would be fantastic. Oh, it sure would be. The
5: problem is the enormous cost it would be to keep the road to sidewinder open.
0: The salt. The salt as you yeah, salt. <laughs> and um no, so um, also he said the Jack has to maintain this hotel while it's closed. He has to make sure it doesn't get um, interfered with by the elements. Mm-hmm. as he says. So basically he has to just turn on the heater, the water heaters and shit and just make sure everything stays running and doesn't fucking the pipes don't freeze over basically during wintertime when nobody's there because uh, everybody else is getting the fuck out of that place. Um, he also mentions it is isolated by 25 miles.
5: It's a 25 mile stretch of road. It gets an average of 20 feet of snow during the winter and there's just, there's no way to make it economically feasible to keep it uh, clear.
0: So... He says it straight up. Basically, you're going to be out here by yourself with your family and you're going to be isolated. And like <laughs> you're going this is this is going to be your new home for five months. and You're not going to really do anything else. Um, and then. Stewart happens to mention something else in that interview.
5: Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls, I think about eight and ten. And he had a good employment record good references, and from what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual, but at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amuck and, uh, <laughs> he killed his family with an axe, stacked them neatly in one of the rooms of the West Wing, and uh, then he, uh, you know, he put uh, both barrels of a shotgun
0: in his mouth just casually he's like oh by the way the last guy that worked here uh you know he killed his entire family here with an axe he went a little crazy <laughs> and jack's like jack's a little taken off guard obviously because like you're interviewing for this job and then you're like what the fuck this job drove him crazy like and he's like yeah apparently um the last guy that that did jack's job he killed his his entire family with an axe and then he says that he proceeded to stick both barrels inside of his mouth boom and straight to the dome just blasted his head off um with a double barrel i'm guessing i, I would i would imagine since he says he stuck both barrels um then after that he has he's like he's like you know i have to tell you this stuff it's like It's like protocol um, he's like i didn't obviously i don't advertise this when i'm trying to hire people or get people to apply for this job but it's something i do want you to be aware of Um, nobody knows why nobody knows nobody knows anything they just came back and they found everybody dead so jack's like jack makes a joke and he's like uh he says something about his wife how like he he basically said it's it's fine and whatever And he tries to joke about it and laugh it off. I don't know, how would you how would you react if somebody told you that and you're applying for that job? Like what would that make you feel? Would uh, you still would you still take the job?
1: Probably not if the last person <laughs> right. killed their whole family and and killed himself, but I think he says uh that his wife is a fan of like true crime and and murder documentaries, so she'll Get a kick out of it. Or yeah,
0: I will like get a rocks off on that shit. Yeah, what the fuck is up with bitches liking that true crime shit, bro? That shit is so weird. Do you watch that shit? I've watched a couple. They're pretty good. Some, some of them is <laughs> pretty good. Uh, I hate watching that stuff. Anything that's real and they start talking like, dude, dramatized stuff of like people getting murdered or murdering their family. I'm like, I hate that shit. Yeah. I, I don't and then and and bitches love that shit dude it's always the girls that be watching those shows or like I know girls who like listen to podcasts like about shoe shoe murder crimes and stuff and I'm like you're so weird bro. just drama I think they I think they're all plotting because they're all the devil women are the devil <laughs> um yeah I don't know I used to work at a hotel and I worked overnight by myself in the entire hotel and that shit was creepy as fuck and so like i and it wasn't even that big but like that motherfucker was big that jack was working in so i was like i don't know bro you tell me all this shit honestly i'd probably still take the job because like whatever you can't you can't it could have been an isolated incident you don't really know but um so after that it cuts to it cuts back to um danny he's in the bathroom he's washing tony or i don't know what he's doing i think he's brushing his teeth or something but he's um, he's washing his hands or brushing his teeth or something and then he starts he's speaking through tony so basically tony is his imaginary friend he starts speaking through him through this weird-ass voice and he's like yes mrs torrance and it's this weird fucking thing i don't know who came whose idea that was to do that but that shit was fucking it. it fucking it was so weird every time i saw it um but danny's spe- tony's speaking through danny they're in the bathroom tony's basically telling him um hey he's saying your dad got the job and he's saying that his mom's and he's like and da- him and danny are kind of going back and forth and danny's like i don't want him to work there whatever i don't want to go and he's like well he's like your dad already got the job uh mr torrance already got the job and he's gonna call he's gonna call wendy right now tony
4: do you think dad'll
2: get the job
4: he already did. He's gonna phone Wendy up in a few minutes
0: to tell her. Hello. So basically this kinda already tells you that Danny is some and then oh right after he says he's he's gonna call Wendy. He's like, he's going to call Wendy right now. And then the phone rings and Wendy picks it up and it's Jack and he's like, Hey, um, pretty much I got the job. Well, he says like, I, I can't leave. I won't get home to like nine or 10. And he's like, I got some other stuff to do. And she's like, Oh, so you got the job. And he's like, yeah, pretty much whatever, whatever, whatever. He's like, but I got to finish some stuff off here.
1: I think the bathroom scene is the first scene that Danny sees the twins.
0: Yeah. I think it, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it is. So yeah. Well, so right after right after he she hangs up the phone he um that yeah it cuts to um well first firstly this establishes that danny has some type of powers that he can predict the future because he predicted that his dad got the job and he predicted that she was he was going to call his mom and it he, has the yeah, the, he, he
1: has the shining
0: yeah that he has the shining boy's too bright um so right after that after she hangs up whatever that's when it cuts to the first shot of the elevator opening up in the hotel and all this blood starts pouring out and or well it's just like punch or something looks like water red water but but it's all this blood pouring out of the elevator in the hotel and it's flooding the, the the hotel lobby or whatever shit because i saw uh, oh i didn't know that that's crazy that makes that makes more sense because i was like dude this would be fucking such a mess to clean up (laughs) like bro could you imagine cleaning that shit fuck that um but um that's cool hey i've been watching have you heard of corridor digital no they're a youtube channel they do a lot of like vfx stuff they've been around forever but they have this series called um vfx artists react whatever and they react into just different scenes and stuff Mm. and and, yeah, that is one thing that, that, like, I notice a lot of people do. Yeah, they use a lot of miniatures. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of crazy how, like, how real you can make effects look through, like, a little miniature fucking set or whatever. It's just pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, but, yeah, so he sees the elevator open up. All the, all the blood rushes out. And then it cuts to the twins, uh, two little girls, creepy-ass-looking little girls dressed in blue dresses, wearing the same exact thing. Um, first of all, if I had a twin, bro, don't be dressing me up in the same outfit as my twin. Nah, I'm heated, bro. Like, I'm my own person. Um, I don't know. I feel like if I had an identical twin, like, that's my rider. Damn, wait, you guys doing the same thing all the time? All the time. <laughs> yeah, they could probably read minds too. Just yeah, they about. have that, uh, th- that twin telepathy. Yeah. yeah, twin telepathy. That shit is real. Um, but yeah, so you see the twins, two little girls. Um, anytime you see fucking twins and they're just, or little kids and they're just staring at a camera, like all creepy and shit, it's always weird. It's always fucking hella creepy. Right. It's always like, like just, it's just fucking scary. And so, yeah, they're just dressed up in like this blue, these little blue dresses and they're just staring at the camera. And that's the first time you see them. And they do appear obviously later on throughout the throughout the movie. You don't really know who they are, but. So Danny sees them, he sees the elevator and then it shows a cut to him where he's like, he's like yelling and he's like screaming. And, um and then after that, it just blacks out. And then the next shot of that, <clears throat> he, Danny's woken up, he's in his bed and there's a doctor there, uh, an older lady. She's a doctor and she's kind of, she woke up Danny, she's there she's taking care of him. Um, I assumed for some reason, I thought maybe he like, he had a seizure right after or something. And that was just, a, that was, it was weird. Cause that was the first thing that came to my head. It was like, Oh, he probably had these visions. And then he was like, started screaming and he had a seizure and that's what, whatever, but maybe he just blacked out. I don't know. But later on in the film, he does actually start seizuring. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, like when he starts saying, saying the red rum shit, he actually is in the, the room. He like, he starts having a seizure and shit. And so maybe that is, maybe he did have a seizure and like he passed out and like, that's why the doctor, cause I thought the only reason I thought it was a seizure at first was cause I was like, well, if he just passed out, like, you're not going to call a doctor. I mean, I, as a parent, I would just be like, yo, you okay? And just put him in his bed and like, kind of just figured out myself, but I don't know. Everybody's different. So, but yeah, doctor comes, wakes him up. Um, The doctor starts speaking to Wendy about Tony. Um, She's like, she's like, do you remember what happened before? you passed out or whatever. And he's like, he starts mentioning Tony and how Tony's his imaginary friend. And the doctor is like, or the doctor asks his mom, Oh, who's Tony. And he's like, Oh, yes, his imaginary friend. He, he sometimes comes out and he like, whatever, whatever. They, they really don't know too much about Tony. And the doctor even says something like, Oh, does Tony tell you to do things or does he, does he tell you stuff? And Danny kind of just shrugs it off. And he's like, he's like, "Ah, I don't want to talk about Tony anymore. Does Tony ever
4: tell you to do things? I don't want to talk about Tony anymore.
0: And then so the doctor's like, okay, you just rest here. And and then he's like, oh, do I have to? And she's like, yeah, just stay in your bed and fucking chill out. And then so the doctor's like, Wendy, I'm going to talk to you. They go in the living room. They start talking. They mention um, she starts asking about Tony and kind of just probing more into it and basically she says they don't know how when it started happening or why it started happening but she I, this part i kind of got lost in but i think Wendy's brings up how this helped jack stop drinking right he was so basically jack this you find out jack's an alcoholic and he's been f- sober for 5 months
2: On this particular occasion, my husband just used too much strength and he injured Danny's arm. Anyway, something good did come out of it all because he said, uh, Wendy, I'm never going to touch another drop. And if I do, you can leave me. And he didn't. And he hasn't had any alcohol in uh,
4: five months.
0: And I think it was like the first time... They <clears throat> the first time they had an episode with Danny and Tony. Um he stopped. She said something like he put down the bottle and he hasn't had a sip of sip of alcohol in like the last five months.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's that that's when I guess Jack came home and he was drunk and he pulled he dislocated Danny's shoulder.
0: Oh, okay. So that's what it was. Is that that's is that what they're yeah. Okay, yeah. So so she starts mentioning how something happened there's an incident yeah he he got drunk and he pulled his shoulder and they go into it later but uh, yeah um i got lost but basically that establishes that jack is an alcoholic he has he's been five months sober now um whatever and he's I, abusive and he's abusive and that is a main theory. The movie is about sexual abuse and child abuse. If you didn't know, actually, it's a big PSA. Uh, no, yeah. No, we did. Just... I
1: re- yeah. I read some of those theories too.
0: I'm just kidding. Um. Uh, I was reading that like a lot of people. So apparently those theories didn't come out until like after Kubrick died. Like nobody really tried to analyze the movies until like cuz like he was so headstrong on like being it's just like it's just art or whatever like there's no meaning behind it it's just a ghost movie like it's just a ghost film like there's nothing to it and but once he died i guess that's when everybody started coming up all these fucking weird ass theories and crazy theories um but so after that it cuts to um the torrances all three of them they're in the car and they're doing the same drive that jack was doing in the beginning of the film um, But the camera is now inside of the car, looking at the three of them instead of aerial footage. Um, They start talking about the Donner Party, right? Yeah, they bring up the Donner Party, which I guess was they were a group of travelers during the, the wagon times. And they're like settlers or whatever, and they're traveling. And I guess they got snowed in he says like, oh, is this, is this close by to where like the Donner party happened? And Jack was like, no, nah, I think that was a little further up or something, something, something. And that's when um, Danny's like, what's the Donner party? And Jack was like basically explaining they were travelers during the wagon times, they got snowed in and the only way they could survive is they had to resort to cannibalism and they were just eating each other and shit.
2: They were a party of settlers in covered wagon times they got snowbound one winter in the mountains they had to resort to cannibalism in order to stay alive
4: mean they ate each other huh
2: they had to in order to survive
0: and that's a little a little added extra amount of creepiness um just kind of just trying to scare you a little bit just that's, that's I think that's what the point of that was cuz it was kind of just random but um And then Danny says, like, Danny makes a joke and he says something like, he's like, oh, cannibalism. He's like, I know what that is. He's like, I saw it on I saw it on TV. And then Jack laughs and he's like, he's like, yeah, he knows. He knows because he saw it on television. Um, I thought that was I thought that little line was kind of funny because I think it was like a a poke at like at like their form of like mainstream like media at the time. And it was like, you know how they're like, oh, kids are getting corrupted by TV or whatever. So I think I think that was kind of like the joke, like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm sure you know all about it because you saw it on the television, like believe everything you see type shit.
4: Don't worry, mom. I know all about cannibalism. I saw it
2: on TV. See, it's OK. You saw it on the television.
0: Um, I just thought it was I thought it was a little fun poke. Um, a little dated because nobody really watches TV anymore, but kind of just stream everything um well i'm depending on where you are but um they get there they arrive at the hotel they take a tour and this is kind of when shit starts getting real um basically they get there it's called the overlook hotel they are in denver colorado um, they start saying mentioning how it was built on an indian burial site indian, indian burial ground
5: Construction started in 1907. It's finished in 1909. The site is supposed to be located on an Indian burial ground, and I believe they actually had to repel a few Indian attacks as they were building it.
0: So that is something that is another theory that has also been made. That, um, you know what they say about like building on like burial grounds and like old Indian mm-hmm. reservations and shit. Like the spirits will haunt you and shit. So it was a little extra extra added layer. Um, so they do mention that, um, they start taking a tour, just different places. They're not really saying much. And then they meet Halloran, Halloran. Um, he's the head chef at the Overlook hotel. And he's like, he sees Danny and Wendy and he's like, Hey, how about, or Olman's like, Hey, I'm going to go take Jack to go look at, do some paperwork or something. He's like, um, Halloran go show Wendy and Danny. Go take him to the kitchen. You're ready to do it now. I think it'd
5: be a good idea if you could show Mrs. Torrance the kitchen while I continue on with Jack. It'd be a pleasure. Right this way, Mrs. Torrance.
2: Great. See you later, huh? Bye, Darn.
0: And I was like, damn, that's a little sexist. Like you're making the woman go go check out the kitchen. Like, like, what if Jack wants to cook too, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, i bet. But she's like, Yeah, we'll go check it out, whatever. So Wendy and Danny go take a tour of the kitchen. Um he starts showing him the fucking meat freezer and this big ass base. I mean, it's a hotel. It's a hotel kitchen. So it's fucking huge. And they got hella shit in there. And they got hella snacks, bruh. Snacks for days. Uh, snacks for months, actually. Um, they got a bunch of meat in there. He's like, we got 30 chickens. We got 20 steaks. You got 50 packs of 50 stacks of hamburgers. He was just going off. And I was like, damn, this is lit. Like, let me get this job.
5: Now, this is where we keep all of our meat. You got 15 rib roasts, 30 10 pound bags of hamburger, we got 12 turkeys, about 40 chickens, 50 sirloin steaks, two dozen of pork roasts, and 20 legs of lamb.
0: And then um, they go, then it goes to a shot where he's shown in the pantry, and Danny hears the music, it's all weird and danny hears a voice and like and you see halloran he looks over and he turns real slow and he looks at at danny and he's smiling he gives him a little smile and then you hear it. i guess he starts speaking with telepathy and he's like oh would you want to do you like ice cream like all fucking weird and i was like all right what's going on here what kind of film is this like what's going on Some ice cream, and so he asked Danny through mind powers if he likes ice cream. And Danny's just tripping. He's just staring at this dude, like, what the fuck is happening right now? And so the music gets all all weird and then it snaps back. And then uh, Halloran is talking to Wendy and he's like, he's like, okay, whatever. So they go outside of the, the pantry. And then that's when Jack and Ullman pop up again. And they're like, they're like, "Okay, you ready?" They they all meet up again. They're like, "Okay, um, we're gonna go show you something else." I forgot. They're gonna go show them where they were gonna be sleeping. I think their rooms. Um, and then that's when Halloran's like, "Ask, Wendy and and Jack." He's like, "Hey, can I can I go take Danny to go get some ice cream?"
5: Ice cream? You like ice cream, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you did. You folks don't mind if I give Danny some ice cream? While I've been waiting for you. Mm. Not at all.
2: No, we don't mind. Good. Sound good to you, Doc? yeah
0: okay you behave yourself and and at this point you don't really know because you don't, because like he says it in his mind and it's weird but you don't really know if it's like it's real if like he actually heard that or if it's just like just in danny's voice so like that's when it's finally confirmed like oh shit that was real like they were really he really heard him in his head like ask, asking me if he liked ice cream so um Halloran basically spoke to danny Telepathy, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go get some ice cream." Um, personally, I would have been like, "No, you fucking weirdo! Like, I'm staying with my mom and dad. Like, I do not want to go get ice cream with you. You're fucking creepy." Um, but he takes him to go get ice cream, and they're like, "Whatever." And so they're sitting in the kitchen. Um, Wendy and Jack are gone. It's just Halloran and Danny, and they're eating. They're eating like chocolate ice cream or something. And then Halloran starts talking to him about The Shining.
5: I can remember when I was a little boy, my grandmother and I could hold conversations entirely without ever opening our mouths. She called it Shining.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Roll credits. Boom, boom, boom. He said it. He said the title, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Apparently, the Shining is a power. He doesn't really say exactly what the Shining is, but it's some type of magical power. And I guess one of the elements of having the shining is being able to talk to people with your mind that is telepathy. And Halloran mentions, he's like, he's like, you know, you know, he's, he's like, basically he's like, you and me, you and me, Danny, we're like, we're like the same thing. Like, you know what I'm, you know, we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about this, these powers that we got. And he's like, he's like, you think you're the only one? Like, he's like, nah, I've been doing this.
5: it was just the two of us that had the shine to us just like you probably thought you was the only one but there are other folks though
0: mostly they don't know it or don't believe it he says something like him and his grandma i guess um used to he was like yeah me and my grandma used to talk to each other when i was a little boy and we would have whole conversations without ever even opening our mouth and so he said and he's like that's called the shining Or he says that's called shining. And um, so, yeah. So this is when it kind of establishes there's some type of magic, some type of weird shit. And Danny isn't all that crazy as you would assume as he is when he's talking like a fucking weirdo with his finger. Uh, Maybe he does have some magical powers. Maybe he is kind of gifted. Um, After that, Danny's just asking him. He just asked him questions about the hotel. He's like, hey, are you scared of the hotel? Um Halloran's like, no, he's like, he's like, I'm not really scared of anything here. He's like, um. he's like, you know, he's like, this is this place like haunted or something. Or he says, what's wrong with this place or something? He's like, or is he like, do you like it here? And Halloran mentions, he's like, you know, sometimes places are like people. And he's like, and sometimes things happen in the past and they can leave traces of with those places or people. And they take those those things that have happened to them, they bring them along to the future. And um and then he Danny asks another question. He's like, Well, what's in room what's in room two thirty-seven? Or what about room two thirty seven? Are you scared of that? And Halloran's like, what the fuck? He's like, What do you know about room two thirty-seven? What about room
4: two thirty seven? Room two thirty seven? You're scared of
2: room 237, ain't ya? No, I ain't. Mr.
4: Allen, what is in room
2: 237? Nothing. There ain't
5: nothing in room 237. But you ain't got no business going in there anyway. So stay out. You understand? Stay out.
0: And he's like, he's just, Danny's just asking about it. And then basically Halloran's like, don't, don't go in that room. Just stay out of room 237. That shit is evil. Um, I assumed, obviously, when I heard this, I was like, okay, that's probably the room that they were staying in. The last dude that killed his family. Um, But it, boom, it ends right there. Then it cuts to a month later. Um, Now, Jack, Wendy, and Danny have been in the hotel. They've been living there for a month. Um, It's just them. They're just living life. Seems like everything is all hunky dory, all dandy. Um, Wendy's like, "Hey, do you like it here?" And she wakes him up with some food, or whatever. And Jack's like, "He's like, oh, I love it here. He's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, it feels like he's like, I know it's kind of weird, but when we first arrived, it felt like felt like I've been here before." And he's like, he's like, he says something like, "It's like I knew what was going to be around every corner or something."
2: I tell you. When we first came up here, I thought it was kind of (laughs) scary. I fell in love with it right away. When I came up here for my interview, it was as though I'd been here before. I mean, we all have moments of deja vu, but this was ridiculous. It was almost as though I knew what was going to be
0: around every corner. And so you kind of get this feeling that Jack has this weird like attachment to this place already, and he likes his job. So and and Danny and Wendy seem to like it too. They're just chilling, so um, nothing too crazy. And then it starts from there. It starts cutting to days, and you just get a black screen with just white text, and it'll be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Saturday. Um, but I it I it was hard for me to keep up because shit was moving real quick in this movie so after that i think it goes to like a tuesday or something and it goes to the may scene and jack's jackson the they're just trying to kill time there's really not much to do there's nothing around everything's closed so they're just fucking just living it up in this big ass hotel just the three of them jack's fucking throwing tennis balls off the walls and shit and just not giving a fuck just doing whatever he wants um wendy and danny are just kind of going there there's a big maze outside there's a big hedge maze um wendy and danny go out in the maze um that's when you get a cool shot of the maze scene um danny's uh jack is in the hotel and he's overlooking what is it like a diagram of the maze or something
1: yeah and and what's kind of weird about the the maze is in the aerial shots you you don't ever see the the maze
0: Oh that's true huh Yeah yeah Yeah, you don't, um, but like, yeah, that I really did like the maze scene. I, I thought that was pretty cool Um, because like he's overlooking a diagram inside the hotel of the maze, but while he's doing that, he can see like Wendy and Danny are in the maze themselves mm-hmm. and and you can see them walking. He's like looking at them from top down and they're like little miniature people walking around in the maze mm-hmm. and I thought it was a cool little cool little scene that they did obviously that's one that's probably a little more famous um if you've never seen the movie you might have seen that scene at least um nothing really is happening still nothing too scary just some scary music and shit uh cuts again to another day i think wednesday um i could be all wrong with these days i don't know forgive me sorry i'll get fucked. fuck um wendy here's a new story she's cooking food in the kitchen she has a new story about a shooting i think um i'm not really sure there's some kind of new story about they're talking about some type of crime or something that was happening around the area. I think they were in.
1: Oh, uh, I think a hiker uh, died in, in the snow or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're just setting up the movies, just setting up the fact that, like, shit is happening. And it's just trying to be a little more eerie and stuff, a little more scary. Like, bad stuff is happening around them. And it's kind of like bad things are are getting closer and closer to home, basically. Mm-hmm.
4: so beautiful here in denver today it's hard to believe a snowstorm could be that
2: close i know i want to go outside and lie in the sun yet to our north to our west it is snowing and cold and it's moving
0: right here towards colorado right now as we talk it's incredible um uh right after that danny um is riding his little tricycle and he's just and this is a this is a concurrent little thing that he does throughout the movie um he just be riding his little tricycle throughout the hotel. Just fucking whipping it, just going down corner and just fucking I would be too, bro. If I had a little little tricycle like that, I'd be whipping that shit all around that bitch. Cause you can't really ride your shit like indoors as a kid. Like, you know, you're supposed to ride that outside. It's like fuck that. This place is big. I'm gonna ride it wherever. And um, so he's just riding down hallways in his little tricycle. Um, he's dripped out as fuck, bro. Oh, that's one thing I am I am gonna say that like these fucking outfits bro these these late 70s outfits early 80s outfits are kind of fire like (laughs) i don't know if you i don't but i fuck with that i'm gonna start buying some overalls high key he had the he had the red chucks on with some overalls and like a red long sleeve and i was like i was like man's is dripped right now um oh that's when he rides by room 237 and Mm -hmm. he starts he starts getting this weird feeling and and like you don't really know anything about it but it's it's a room has two double doors and he stops his bike and he gets, he gets off and he's going to go try to open it. And like, he gets this feeling like he's drawn to this, even though, even though Halloran told him, don't ever go to that room. Don't ever open it. Just leave it alone. Obviously he's a little troublemaker. Hey, honestly, I would have done the same thing too. I would have tried to open it. Were you try to open that or were you just kept writing? You've just been like, nah, I'm gone.
1: Nah, you gotta you gotta at least try to open it.
0: Yeah, like you're you're a little curious, kid. You're like, fuck you, man. Like what like what's up with the room that 237? Why can't I go here? Um, so he he goes, he tries to open it. You're thinking the music is getting a little scary, you're thinking something's gonna happen. Maybe I'll open it. they might pull him in, they might grab him. Um, he goes puts his hand on the knob turns it click, 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 click. can't turn it's locked and he's like i bet i'm safe for today good thing it was locked because you're about to get murdered danny um right after that cuts again or he gets back on his bike dips out, cuts again uh i think thursday um jack is typing um okay this is the scene where jack is in the in the main hotel lobby or whatever. And he's typing and then Wendy walks up to him and she's asking him, basically the snow, the storm's getting really bad. And she's just trying to make small talk and just like, I guess he's been there just working, just typing away and working on his book. And she says something like, oh, the snow's, she's just trying to make small talk. She's like, oh, the snow's getting really bad, um, whatever, whatever. And immediately Jack just fucking flips on her and he just starts going off and uh, you want to give your best, your best Jack impression? <laughs> how you would talk to your, now? how he was talking to Wendy.
2: Wendy, let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Yeah. We're gonna make a new rule. Whenever I'm in here, you hear me typing. Whether you don't hear me typing, whether the fuck you hear me doing in here, when I'm in here, that means that I am working. That means don't come in. How do you think you can handle that? Yeah. Fine. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?
0: bro he was going off on her i was like bro this is toxic as fuck um he was basically like it, i mean it, it kind of was abuse like he was verbally abusing her um it was pretty rough to watch honestly in my opinion but he just flips out on her he's like he's like what the fuck is wrong with you like like you see me trying to work here like what like are you fucking dumb? Like, why are you interrupting me? Every time you come over here, you fucking take me out of my concentration. Like, you're, you're fucking stupid. Like, but he's just going off of her. And she's like, uh, like, I just want to see if you're hungry. You wanted to eat or something. Like, like, you've been working over here a lot. And he's like, you know what I want you to do? I want you to fucking, he starts, he starts like getting the paper. He's, he's just freaking out, bro. He just has an episode and you're like, all right, this dude is on edge. Like, like something's going on. Um, after that, yeah, he basically, like, yells at her, tells her to go away, and she's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to bug you. Like, my bad. And um, Jack is all possessed, I guess, and he's being weird as fuck. I don't know. I don't really have any explanation for that. Maybe he really is just working hard on his book, man. Maybe his book is going to be the greatest book of all time. Who knows? He could be, like, the, the next best-selling author. Uh, we will never know. Um, Wendy radios in after that She radios the park rangers She's asking them about the storm um, They're basically saying like Yo like stay safe Shit's gonna start getting hairy out there Like be careful Foreshadowing
2: I suppose not Over Well if you folks have any problems up there
1: Just give us a call And Mrs. Torrance
5: I think it might be a good idea If you leave your radio on all the time now Over
2: Okay we'll do that It was real nice talking to you bye over and
0: out uh they're just saying like yeah just stay connected keep the radio on in case anything happens we'll radio you whatever whatever storm's gonna get worse just just hunker down just buckle down um she's like all right so again right after that it cuts back to danny he's riding in a small hallway uh this is this time he's riding in like a super small hallway it's really tight and um he uh sees the twins again he gets stopped in his tracks and the twins are standing at the end of the hallway and same thing oh he did see them actually there there was another time that he did see them if you remember when he was first touring the hotel um, yeah
1: in the in the room right
0: yeah he was he was like playing darts he was throwing darts And he goes and he grabs the darts and then like he turns around and they're just staring at him and mm-hmm. then that was like the first time he's seen them actually in person And then they just like, they, they're looking at him and then they just turn away and walk away. And he's just like, what the fuck? That was weird. Um, um, I was thinking too, like, as a kid, when I was a kid, I didn't really get scared of too much stuff. I was just more so like curious. So like, I could see how, how he's kind of, he's not really, like as a kid, you don't really know any better. You don't really know anything too scary. You're more just like, you're kind of just learning all these things for the first time you don't have any references of like oh people get murdered or anything you're just kind of you're just a kid like you don't know any better so like like that's kind of how i was i was just i was just real curious and like i didn't really i wasn't really scared of much i was more just like i would have been like what the fuck that was weird like why didn't they say hi or anything but um so yeah he's kind of in the same thing where he's just he's just riding around he's not really caring he doesn't really know any better um so but he's riding around the small hallway he sees the twins again standing at the end of the hallway and they ask him this is the first time they talk and they're like hey danny or they're like hey can you they're like come and play with us Mm -hmm. and they're like can you come and play with us and they're like we can play forever and ever and ever just like he's just fucking he's scared now he's fucking freaked out he's just staring at him with like his mouth all wide open he's like what the fuck he's like no i'm like danny bro turn around get the fuck out of there danny but he just sits there and then he just closes he just goes like this like if that's gonna fucking save him bro you're dead danny you're a fucking walking lick you dumbass little kid i'm surprised he didn't die in this movie or or, my bad spoilers um but yeah, I was like, bro, Danny, turn around, go get on your bike and dip, bro. But he just he just sat there fucking frozen. And they're like, yeah, play with us. Um, Right after that, boom, they see vision. He sees visions of them all bloody and shit. And they're all they're both dead in the hallway and they're just sprawled out. And then you see the axe there and you see the bloody axe. And then he gets even more scared or whatever. And that's basically that's kind of when you figure out, oh, shit, these are. The fam- this is the, the the girls, the family of the dude probably who killed his family here of that used to work here. Um, so you're like, okay, now I know who those fucking little demon girls are. Um, after that, Danny, it cuts to another day. Like I said, I kind of got lost these days, but I think it's like a Saturday or something. Um, Jack is just sitting in his bed. He's sitting in the room. He's kind of just being weird as fuck, just staring outside. Um there's there's a lot of shots of him where i guess this is the thing in Kubrick films it's called the the Kubrick stare Mm. and it's just like you're just just the uh, close-up on the character and he's just staring just blankly and there's there's a a good amount of shots of jack doing this um and it is real weird like jack like jack nicholson played a good fucking i mean he's a weirdo himself i i mean like he plays a lot of weird characters he's played the joker he played clockwork orange or whatever uh, where he was like a psycho house right um so like jack nicholson has a has a history of playing like weird characters but yeah this shit was fucking creepy and um danny's having a conversation with him jack's being all fucking weird um danny's basically asking him like hey do you like the hotel do you like it here like he's just kind of just trying to probe and figure out like what's going on here like like what the fuck like it's i feel weird and like shit's weird over here and like my dad's being weird my mom's being all fucking weird just stressed out and shit And Jack's basically like, he's like, yeah, I love it here. And then he even says right after that, he's like, he's like, I like it here so much that I can, he's like, honestly, I feel like we could stay here forever and ever and ever. And he says the same fucking line that the fucking twin said to him, like the night before or whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, he's gone. Like, your dad's gone, bro. Dad? Do you like
2: this hotel?
3: I love it. Don't you?
4: I guess so.
5: Good.
2: I want you to like it here. I wish we could stay here forever.
0: Like you're dead, Danny. Good luck. Um, you better man up soon. And then Danny, that's when Danny gets scared and he realizes, like, oh shit, there's something going on. So he even asked him, he's like, he's like, Dad, would you ever hurt like me and mom? And Jack is like, he's like, what the fuck? Did your bitch ass mother ask tell you that shit? And now he's like, did your he's like, what it hurt you? He's like, did your mom tell you that? Did she say something? And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm just asking, like. Like, you wouldn't hurt us, right? And he's like, no, I, I love you. Like, I love you too much. I would never hurt I would never hurt you guys, blah, 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 blah. Um, Danny's like, all right. Right after that, it cuts to Jack. He's asleep at the typewriter. Oh, it cuts to Wendy. She's in the kitchen. She's making some food. And then you just hear screams. And you hear screams, like, from the distance. And you're like, what the fuck? And then she, it kind of goes quiet again and then you hear more screams and then that's when she kind of gets aware and she's like oh shit jack and she starts running towards where he works at in the the lobby or whatever um and he he fell asleep at the typewriter he was working and he's just screaming he's having a nightmare and she wakes him up and then he's he's like fucking freaking out on the floor he's all drooling and shit and he's like i just had the worst nightmare ever like i had the worst fucking dream ever and she's like she's like what happened and then I don't even know why he mentioned this, but he should have just shut the fuck up and not said anything. But he was like, oh, he's like, I had a dream that, like, I killed you and Danny. And he's like, yeah, and not even just, like, killed you. Like, I chopped you up into little tiny pieces. And she's like, what the fuck?
2: horrible dream I ever had. It's okay. It's okay now. Really. Well, I dreamed that I, that I killed you and Danny. But I didn't just kill you. I cut you up in little pieces.
0: And I was like, Jack, like, bro, like, you're already on edge. Like, why would you say this shit? Like, you're just digging yourself a deeper hole, you fucking idiot. And then right after that, she's like, it's okay. Just, like, relax. And he's still, like, all fucking freaking out and shit. And then you see Danny walk up. And he has. um, Oh, before this little fun fact. Uh, before this shot, he was sitting in one of the hallways and he was playing with some trucks and a ball rolls to him a little tennis ball out of nowhere and like so it shows it's like a top down um where this carpet is kind of like it has crazy patterns or whatever and he's playing with these trucks and he has them all aligned and shit and then this ball tennis ball you just see rolls to him and then um the camera shoots up to like look where it came from and like nobody's in the fucking hallway it's just a big ass hallway so it's like what the fuck where does this ball come from and he doesn't even know which i was kind of like danny you can't be that stupid like that ball must have rolled all the way from the some the end of the hallway or something you never you didn't see that at all whatever but he stands up and i just thought it was funny because he was wearing a, a knit sweater and on it it was the apollo 11 i don't know if you yeah. noticed that i was like all right mr fake the moon landing i see what you're doing here um but yeah, so whatever, Dan, uh, Jack's freaking out. Danny walks in, and he's not saying anything. He's just walking real slow like a zombie. And Wendy sees him, and she, like, gets him. She's like, Danny? Wait, wait, wait.
1: wait. The, the ball, the, the room 2307 is open when the ball rolls down. Oh, really? Yeah. And he oh. Gets up, he gets up, and he says, Mom, because he thinks his mom's there. But room 237 is open
0: got you that makes more yeah. sense okay yeah. so that's where the ball came from i thought it just came from like space or whatever i was like you're a fucking idiot like you didn't see this ball rolling down the hallway but okay um but yeah okay so that makes sense uh, room 237 opens up a ball rolls out of it he's not really paying attention he looks up and the ball comes right to him and then he yeah he says mom and no answer whatever then it cuts to jack uh, screaming whatever and then after that uh, danny walks up um she's like danny Danny what's wrong? Um he's not saying anything. He has just like this dead stare, this blank stare. And then she like she like kind of just like pushing back his hair or whatever and then she notices he has a bunch of fucking bruises on his neck and she's like, "What the fuck?" Danny. Oh my god. Danny, what happened to your
2: neck? Danny,
0: what happened to your neck? And she's like, "What like what happened? Where'd you get this from? And he's not saying anything. And then immediately, right after that, she picks him up and then she starts blaming Jack. And she's like, You did this to him. Like, you fucking did this, huh? And then Jack's like, What? And like, he's still freaking out because he just had that nightmare or whatever. And he's already on edge. So he's all fucked up. And he's like, what are you talking? And he can't really say anything. He's just sitting like in disbelief. And he's just like, he says no, but he kind of mouths it. He's just like, no, I didn't, I didn't do this. And she's like, you fucking do this. She's crying. She, she picks up Danny and she takes him out. And she's like, she's like, I knew you would do this again or something like that. She says something like that. like no whatever so she leaves she goes back to the room i assume um jack gets up and he goes straight to the bar and he's like fuck this i need a drink in this bitch so he goes to the bar and this is the first time you see my buddy my man lloyd so he comes up to the bar and he's in the ballroom or whatever and he sits down he's like he's like yeah i need a drink whatever and he's kind of just he's kind of like fuck He's just thinking, he says like, man, I could really go for like a nice cold beer right now or something. And then as soon as he says that, boom, Lloyd appears. And Lloyd's like, hello, Mr. Torrance or whatever. And he starts talking to him and he's like, Lloyd, he's like my buddy. He's like my good old buddy, Lloyd. He's like, what's up, man? And then he's like, he doesn't really say like, he doesn't really make it seem like he knows him yet. Um, It's kind of more just like more just like oh shit a bartender's here like someone can serve me drinks more like hey my buddy like hey what's up man like like serve me some drinks i'm fucking stressed right now and lloyd's kind of like acting more like he's more familiar with mr torrance like he kind of knows who he is already
2: hi lloyd A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What would be?
0: Um. Um. He ends up pouring him a glass of Jack Daniels. Um. He starts saying like, "Oh." He says, something like, I got, I got two twenties and four tens in my wallet burning right now. And I just want to spend it, whatever. And he's like, nah, save your money. He's like, your money's no good here, whatever. And he's like, um, he's like, cool. And then he's like, actually, I, I don't have any money. I'm kind of late. and then he's like, nah, your money's no good here. Drinks are on the house, whatever, whatever. And he's like, cool. That's what I like to hear. And then Lloyd says something like, he's like, that's when Jack starts going off. He starts drinking. He starts telling about, he's just like, when he's like that bitch, like, fucking that bitch i fuck my wife whatever she's a bitch she's always accusing me of shit she'll never let me live down i never laid
2: a hand on him goddammit. it i didn't i wouldn't touch one hair on his goddamn little head i love the little son of a bitch <laughs> i'd do anything for him any fucking thing for long as i live she'll never let me forget what
0: happened whatever whatever that's when he tells the story of i guess back a couple years ago or whatever the fuck happened um he came home he had some papers that he was writing for a book and i guess danny got in the papers he threw all he spilled all the papers on the floor jack came home he was all pissed off he saw that and he tried to pick up he tried. i guess danny was on the floor like Trying to pick up the papers, or whatever. He grabs Danny. He tries to pick him up. He's like, "Yeah, I just pulled him too hard, and he dislocated his shoulder, or whatever." Um, and this so, is where the
1: the his sober period is kind of mixed up because in the very beginning, Wendy says five months, but then uh, Jack says three years at, at the bar, of Floyd. Oh, okay. So oh, interesting. There. Yeah.
0: Hmm. plot thickens who is lying um at this point you don't even know if lloyd is real or not well
1: at the very beginning or well, when they're doing the tour the the person giving the tour says that they they it's it's a dry bar for the winter and he says oh that's fine we don't drink
0: oh okay okay so so I mean, it shows him, it shows the shots of him drinking the Jack, but the whiskey, but he's not actually drinking anything, right? Like it's on his head, right? I,
1: I, I took it as when he has the, when he goes to the bar and Lloyd shows up, it, it, that's the beginning of a hallucination.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's what I assume too. Like, cause, because right after that, he starts talking about the whole incident, whatever. And he's like, she'll never let me live this down, blah, 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 blah wendy comes in she's crying and shit and she's like she's like jack jack she's like there's someone else in this hotel with us and then he's like he looks at her and he's like what the fuck are you talking about and then like in that one moment he's he's like the sane one and she's the crazy one i just thought that was kind of funny it's like bro you've been fucking tripping this whole movie and like right now you're gonna make her seem like she's crazy
5: there's someone else in the hotel with us there's a crazy woman in one of the rooms
2: she tried to strangle danny Are you out of your fucking mind?
0: No. And I was like, okay, whatever. But he looks at her, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "There's nobody in this hotel." He's like, and she's like, "No, I swear." She's like, "That's that's how Danny got those bruises." He said that he was playing, and that uh, he walked by a room, and some woman grabbed him, and she was in the she was in the bathtub, and she grabbed him, and she was choking him, whatever. And and then it shows it shows the a big a, wider shot of the bar and yeah lloyd is not there there's no drinks or whatever it's just it's just jack sitting there so yeah like like you said i i assumed it was a hallucination as well um so after that he's like okay whatever he believes her he's like i'll go check it out so he goes right after that he leaves the bar it cuts to him he's walking in he's standing outside of room 207 the door is open um he's it's kind of just all dark in there whatever and he kind of just walks in slowly he's kind of just checking it out it's just a regular hotel room it's a nice it's a nice little little master suite or whatever they got going on um he walks in he sees the bathroom the bathroom door open and then he sees a, a figure behind the shower curtain in the tub and he's like okay what the fuck he's like shit maybe there is someone in here and then like he's you and then you see a hand pull back the shower curtain real slowly and it's this chick and she's sitting there she's naked and um he's kind of like just staring at her and, and then now he's tripping out he's like holy shit, there really is someone else in this hotel with us and so it's this naked chick she's sitting there um I don't know. No. What do you think? What do you think about a girl? Is she or...
1: I I think that's like the purpose of the, like the the point of that shot is just like there's this attractive lady and then she yeah. turns into something else.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, what do you think? Would you rate her? She's like a seven? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was like, I was like, okay, she's like, she got a little model <laughs> body going on. She's a little tall. She's a little skinny. She she got it. She got a. I was like, she a, she i. But he's all staring at her and he's all fucking, he got this, his, this grin on his face. And I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here, bro? Like, this is the girl that just choked out your son, apparently. And like, you're getting all hard off this chick. Like, you're getting a little little excited. I'm like, this is weird as fuck, dude. And so like, she gets out of the tub. She starts walking up to him. She's still naked the whole time. And he goes up to her and then they just start fucking making out. And he just starts macking her down. And like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, bro, I was so caught off guard by this. I was like, bro, if this was if this was if my son said that he got choked out by some lady in a bathtub, I go there and there's a lady in the bathtub. I don't care how hot she is. I'm fucking smacking this bitch or something. I'm gonna tell her something like what the fuck is wrong with you? like who are you first of all but he's all fucking possessed and shit so he starts making out with her and then um, he's all into it and shit and like whatever whatever then they're standing in front of the bathroom mirror he looks up the camera turns and it goes from her being this hot attractive chick into this old rotten fleshed fucking old hag chick and this old lady and then she's all just like her body's all fucking and it shows another shot of her like in the tub and she's like all just rotting and shit. So um, I assume this is the wife of the last caretaker, right? Okay. He, killed his, he killed his kids. He killed his wife. He probably drowned her in the tub or something. And she was sitting in the water. So she, her flesh started rotting and shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, But she's all old now and she starts chasing him out of the room she's like she's just laughing she got this weird <laughs> and she's all fucking nasty and her flesh is all just fucking whatever and then he just gets all he just gets all scared and he just starts backing off and he's like oh, oh. and he's just like all, all mortified all fucking terrified and he just dips <laughs> um i was like bro i was like you're a dog bro like you were all down with this when she was bad as fuck all of a sudden all of a sudden i was like bro your priorities are all fucked up jack you're a piece of shit so he leaves he closes the door um he leaves the key in there and then he goes back to his room with wendy and then he's just like fuck this like fuck that room What? i'm not i don't know what just happened um he goes back to wendy He's like, he walks in the room. When he's like, "Hey, what happened? Did you did you see her? Like, what what, what was what was in the room?" And he was like, "Nothing." He was like, I don't, "It was it was empty. I don't know. I don't nothing happened."
2: Did you find anything? No, nothing at all. I didn't see one goddamn thing.
0: And then she's like, "What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, Danny said that there was someone in there." He's like and then he just plays it off cool and he's just like nope and it was basically like when you take down a fat chick and like you don't want to tell nobody about it and you're just like (laughs) and you're just like nope nope yeah that's one way
1: to look at it
0: (laughs) no i'm playing but but he was he was just trying to play that shit off why did he say anything bro i mean i mean yo fuck jack he's a piece of shit bro Like, I would have been like, yeah, there's some crazy ass bitch in there. And like, she's fucking whatever. But he was just like, nope, nothing happened. I don't know. And then he starts blaming on Danny. And he's like, he's like, have you, have you thought about the fact that like, maybe Danny's just making this up and like, maybe it's all in his head. Like, and he even says like, you know, the last time that he had an incident and he's like, if you take away, if you take away Danny's story, there's no other explanation. And he's like, like, you're going to believe this kid. And he's like, I'm telling you, there's nothing in there. And she's just like, what the fuck? She's like, she's all tripped out. And then he's just trying to like calm her down, whatever, whatever. Um, uh, Danny's in the room, in the, in his room, which is next to theirs, obviously. Um, but he, and he can hear everything. So it kind of shows that he has these powers. He has his extra super hearing basically he can hear all these conversations pretty clearly um even though he's not in the room with them but he's so he's hearing his dad like just basically sell him out and like lie on his name and then he's just kind of just like all fucking he's just in shock still whatever um that's the first time you see as well on his door you see red Mm rum yeah he's he's like listening to his dad like line on his name and you see a red rum right there on his door um so right after that jack walks out he's like fuck this he's like you're a dumb bitch like you give me no good pussy anyways i was about to i was about to smash this old lady like that's how bad it is hey and danny was like no no no, i'm not gonna be in that joke but basically it was like hey hey wendy is your pussy good and, she like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like nope she's like nope no but he's like he's like fuck this i'm out of here so he walks he walks down back to the hotel he's like y'all tripping like you're yeah, stupid so he walks back out to the lobby um then he goes he enters the lobby and you see a bunch of balloons and you hear music and a party going on and shit it's getting late and um basically he's going into the ballroom and there's a, there's a big party going on and it's like a, I guess it's the twenties, right? It'd be like the twenties. So they're all dressed up. There's like, um, what do you call those? Those, uh, that style. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like the, the yeah. frilly, the frilly dresses and like the, it's like the roaring, it's like the roaring twenties basically. And like all the girls have like these little, I forgot the names, not flappers. No, that's something else um that
1: sounds like it would be right though
0: yeah but you know what i'm saying it's like it's yeah. it's that shit so like it's it's very much a a style it's like a 20s style party and like all the dudes are dressed up in tuxedos and stuff and um jack walks in there's a bunch of people in this fucking ballroom there's music playing there's a band there's waiters there's everything and and good old buddy lloyd he goes straight to that bar he's like yes sir he's like let's get it let's take some shots shots are on me that's when he starts talking to lloyd he's like man he's like i just need a drink just give me something good
2: hi lloyd been away but now i'm back good evening mr Torrance. it's good to see you it's good to be back, Lloyd.
0: And Lloyd, he's he's like trying to pay for the drinks. Lloyd says like, "No, drinks are on the house." He's like, "Um, he's like, your money's no good here." And he's like, "He's like, well, he's like, can you at least tell like who's paying for my drinks? Like, why? How come I can't pay for them?" And then he's like, "He's like, it's on the house." Um, he, Lloyd, Lloyd's basically saying like the person who's paying for his drinks doesn't want to tell him who he is right. or whatever. And he's like. And he's like, because he's like, well, he's like, if I'm if my drinks are getting paid for, I want to at least know who it is. And he's like, no, I have orders. It's just you just just drink up, man. Basically.
2: Orders from the house. Drink up, Mr. Thomas.
0: And Jack is like, fuck it. Let's get drunk then. So he gets his drink, whatever. And then he turns up. He walks around and then a waiter comes and a waiter spills another two drinks on him and jack is like oh what the fuck so he's all full of this fucking what avocado or whatever the fuck the drink was and um the waiter's like oh i'm so sorry sir he's like here let's go to the restroom and i'll clean you up blah blah blah, blah. jack's like all right i need to go change anyways But i'm gonna change my jacket anyways when it's time for the the, the goose and the the goose and the something he says some old-timey shit <laughs> the the goose and this i don't remember what he said the goose and the ducks or some shit like that
2: of course i intended to change my jacket this evening before the fish and goose soiree <laughs> very wise sir very wise
0: uh they go to the restroom uh waiters cleaning them up and this is when you find out jack starts getting clean they're in this red and white west restroom Uh, this is when Jack's getting cleaned up. This is when you find out that because Jack is like, he's staring at him. He's like, he's like, Do I know you? And the waiter's like, I don't believe, sir. So like I I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is the first time I've seen you. And Jack's like, No, I definitely know you. He's like, Oh, he's like, Oh shit, you're the guy from the fucking newspapers. You're the guy that killed your family and shit in this hotel. And the waiter's just tripping out. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, No, he's like, I definitely know you, you're that guy. And then he's like, he's like Grady right he's like he's like, what's your name he's like Grady he's like Delbert Grady and he's like oh, okay yeah, you're that fucking guy and then that's when Delbert Grady he kind of just like switches and then he he like turns into like he goes from like the waiter uh, not really knowing anything to being like no he's like he says something like Jack says like you were the caretaker before me and then Grady kind of switches on he's like no he's like I've been here this entire time and he's like I'm not the caretaker he's like you are the caretaker he's Mm -hmm. like you've he's like you've always been the caretaker mr grady you were the caretaker here
5: i'm sorry to differ with you sir
2: but you are the caretaker you've always been the caretaker
0: And then Jack's just like, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, wait, what just happened? Like, you just flipped the shit on me. And so basically, Delbert Grady is saying, he basically confirms that he murdered his family in this hotel. He's like, I did what I had to do. I had to to take care of the issues or whatever uh, my family was giving me. And he he said, I forgot the word he said, but um, yeah, so he said he's been in the entire time. He basically says he, they, his family were causing problems and he had to resolve those problems. And he's like, and you have to do the same. And then he mentions Halloran and he says, your son, he says, your son, Danny is also causing problems. And he's like, your son's trying to bring, um,
1: right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He just drops an M bomb in there.
1: Yeah. I, I was like, this, this is just, feels out of place.
0: Yeah. It was a little out of place. Um, even for the '80s, I think it was like a little unnecessary, um, right? But I, I, but it was supposed to be in the '20s, so like, good point. So I guess I guess I can see, but but basically, Grady drops an M bomb. He's like, he's like, your son Danny has these powers, and he's trying to bring this black dude here.
5: Did you know, Mister Torrance, that your son is attempting to bring an outside party into this situation?
2: Did you know
5: that no he is mr Torrance.
0: and and he's like and he's basically being real racist and he's like he's like one we can't have any outsiders especially not this black dude and he's like your son's trying to connect with him <clears throat> He says he he doesn't say exactly, but he's like, your son has powers and he's trying to connect with this dude and bring him here to stop to stop our plans, whatever we have going on. And he's like, you have to take care of this. And Jack is like, okay, I'll do it, whatever. He's like, I I plan to take care of this, whatever, whatever. Um, After that. This is when um, I think a little before this. When right after right before he goes into the ballroom uh, it shows a, a, an image of halloran halloran's in his room he's watching tv and he basically gets these like these visions of like something bad is going to happen uh-huh. and and so like this is when danny's danny's in his room and he's trying to connect with him basically telepathically and tell him like hey come help us out and um so halloran starts getting these weird visions these weird whatever and then that's when he starts calling Oh, he doesn't call yet, but he's basically, yeah, he starts calling the hotel and he's trying to get a hold of them to be like, just check on them, see if they're okay. Um, he can never get through whatever, but he tries for the next couple of days or something. Um, at this point, he goes back to Danny, Danny and Wendy, um, Danny, uh, Tony, a good old friend, Tony, he's taking over Danny pretty much for the rest of the movie um so danny's no longer it's just tony and he's talking to his mom through with his weird little finger voice and he's like danny can't danny's not here no more
4: wake up come on right now wake up danny's gone away mrs Torrance
0: and he's being real weird and he keeps saying red rum red rum and obviously red rum backwards is is a murder and um but yeah he keeps saying red rum red rum and he keeps talking to his mom and his mom's just like fuck she's like i can't believe i'm dealing with all this shit right now she's like i have to deal with jack being a fucking psycho and now i have to deal with my son he's having a fucking episode he's being choked out or something he's like she's like i don't know what the fuck's going on Um basically she she's had enough. She's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, Danny's still doing that little voice right after that cuts to Halloran. Halloran shows him he's basically making plans to go to the hotel and save them. And he calls his buddy, he's like, Hey, I need a snow cat. Um, I'm gonna catch a flight over there. I need a car so I can get to the hotel. There's a lot of snow, obviously. Um, he's like, Can you help me out? Dude's like, Yeah, I'll help you out. He gets on a flight and he's heading over there. Um after this, yeah, Wendy's had enough. She's like, well, I'm, I'm fucking done with this shit. So she goes to tell Jack she's carrying her little bat that she's been carrying around for the whole movie. She don't even know how to hold that motherfucking bat, but she thinks she's going to do it. It's kind of cute. It's like, that's all. She's, she's just trying to protect her, her son or whatever, protect herself. But I was like, girl, you're going to get killed with that little bat. Um, she's walking up to his, try to find him where he's typing, where he usually works. Um, room's empty but she does stop at his desk and she sees his his book that he's writing and she starts looking through his pages and see what he's been writing and what he's what has he been writing do you remember
1: no play makes jack a dull boy
0: all working no play makes jack a dull boy so this man has been writing the same line about a billion times and and all um that's all he's been writing is all working no play makes jack a dull boy um so she's she's flipping through all his pages this five months that he's been working all he's been writing is the same line over and over and over and over and she's freaking out she's like what the Fuck. and he's been going off on her saying like like you're like like you're trying to take me out of my element you're not letting me get any work done bro all you've been writing is the same fucking line over and over and over but at least you know at least he had the decency to like kind of like stylize his pages and like you know pa- paragraph it out and everything um but yeah he's been writing the same fucking line the entire time all work and no play makes jack a dull boy um she's at this point she's like this dude's fucking lost it and she's carrying her bat still and she she turns around and jack's there and he's like he's like hey you read my book what'd you think and she's like yeah i think you're fucking tripping dog and so she's like backing up she's like i'm out of here she's like jack you something's going on danny needs to get help like he's fucking freaking out like we can't stay here like we gotta go and he's like, he's basically telling her, no, you can't go anywhere. Like he's just talking her down or whatever. And she starts walking up the stairs. She starts walking through the lobby up the stairs backwards. And he's walking real slow towards her the whole time. Um, shout out to Wendy for walking backwards upstairs while she's scared. (laughs) I just, as a side note, that shit isn't easy. Um, but she's walking upstairs. He's kind of just walking at her she starts swinging the bat at him. She's like, get away from me. Like, fuck you. Like you're freaking me out. And he's like, and then he's mentions like, um, he's like, he's first, he's like, no, I am i won't hurt you. I just, he's like, just give me the bat. Like we can talk about it, whatever. And then he mentions like, she's like, I'm leaving. Like I'm getting out of here. And he's like, he's like, you're not going anywhere. He's like, in fact, he's like, I'm going to smash your fucking brains in. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to bash your head into whatever. And she's like, she's freaking out. She's like, get away from me, whatever. She starts swinging the bat. He's like, stop swinging the bat. And he's, she's like, no, fuck you. And then she swings the bat. She hits him in the head, bonks him. He fucking gets hit in the head. He falls back the stairs and he gets knocked out.
2: Give me the bat. Give me the bat.
0: (laughs) Boom. Easy boss. Um, it wakes it cuts to him being dragged she's dragging him through the kitchen she dragged him throughout the lobby up to the kitchen and she's trying to lock him up in the pantry she ends up locking him up um he gets out or he wakes up and he's like and then this is when he starts yelling at her he's like come on he's like first he's trying to be nice and he's like let me out i'm sorry like there's nothing wrong whatever whatever i've just been stressed out and then And then she's like, no, she's like, I'm leaving. I'm taking Danny. I'm taking the snow cat. I'm going to call radio help. I'm calling the park rangers. We're going to get out of here. And then that's when he flips. And he's like, he's like, bitch, you're not going anywhere. He's like, he starts laughing. He's like, check the radio lines, check the snow cat. He's like, you're going to find, you're going to find a nice surprise. like, you're going to be surprised what you're going to find. And basically he destroyed the snow cat and he destroyed all the, he cut the radio lines. And that's why Halloran wasn't able to get through to them the whole time.
2: Wendy?
4: I'm gonna go now. Wendy? Yes?
2: You've got a big surprise coming to you. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> go check out the snow cat in the radio and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> um
0: <clears throat> so she's like fuck it. She grabs a knife, she leaves him there locked up inside the pantry. And she goes out to the snow. She's just trying to figure out how she can get out of there. Um, right after that, it cuts to Jack. He's been eating some cookies, some Oreos in there. He was sleeping in the fucking pantry. He wakes up. Um, he's full of crumbs. He wakes up all, all 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 snoozy. And there's a knock on the there's a knock on the pantry, and he's like, What the fuck? And then Grady starts talking to him. Delbert Grady, the, the good old waiter from earlier. And Grady's like, and this will kind of trip me out because Grady's not real, but he is real. Like it's so. Grady's basically saying he's like <clears throat> he's like, what's going on, Jack? He's like, he's like, I thought you were gonna be able to get your work done that we talked about before. I thought you were gonna be able to finish your duties. He's like, but uh, he's like, honestly, Jack, me and me and some of the others have been having doubts that you're gonna be able to complete your your tasks uh, that you've been you've been assigned, you've been given. And Jack's like, basically he's saying you you need to you're supposed to kill your family and you haven't killed your family yet. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, Your wife has proven to be a lot stronger than we thought she was gonna be. And like you're kind of a bitch. Like she's kinda she kinda showing you up, like what's going on here? And Jack's like, he's like, No, I'll be he's like, I promise. He's they're like they, they say something like, We we think you're not as dedicated as you as we thought you were. And he's like, he's like, No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. He's like
5: I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way, Mr. Torrance. I fear that is the only thing to do.
2: There's nothing I look forward to with the greater pleasure, Mr. Grady. You give your
5: word on that, do you, Mr. Torrance?
2: I give you my word.
0: And so Grady's like, okay, he's like, if I let you out or whatever, you're going to take care of that shit. And then Jack's like, yeah, he's like, I promise. probably I promise I'm gonna take care of it. So then Grady unlocks the door to the pantry and they get out and Jack gets out. And that was where I was kind of like, so is Grady real or is he not? Like, he did unlock the door for him. Um, Like, I Whoa. don't know.
1: I think that's just where it leaves leaves like a bunch of theories open because you never see Grady on the other side of the door. You don't see yeah. him open the door. You just see him walking past the door that's open now with with an axe.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So so Jack gets out. Um, oh, right after that, it cuts to Tony. <laughs> I wrote Tony in my notes, but it's Danny, and he's Tony's take taking over Danny and um tony wakes up and he grabs the knife that his mom grabbed earlier from the kitchen and he's holding the knife and he's like just kind of playing around with it and he's like red rum red rum red rum red rum and that's all he says for like the next fucking five minutes i was like jesus christ tony shut the fuck up and he grabs her lipstick he starts writing red rum on the door um this is the first time it it pans from the door to and a shout out to danny for writing those letters backwards too i was like okay that's kind of as a kid, like that's kind of hard. That's that's kind of difficult to do. But hey, shout out to you, Danny. Um, so he writes he writes "Red Rum" on the door, and then backwards it shows it in the in the in the mirror. And backwards it reads murder. Red Rum, Red Rum, Red
4: Rum, Red Rum, stop it, Red Rum, Red Rum, Red Rum. Red rum. Red rum.
0: Ah. <laughs> and um, Wendy wakes up. And she's like, what the fuck? Why you got this knife? And why you writing shit and lipstick on the fucking doors and shit? You fucking weird ass kid. Like, I don't know why I ever had you. And she grabs Danny and she she picks him up. And then that's when immediately she when she wakes up and she's like taking the knife away. That's when Jack comes in. He has the axe and he starts fucking busting down the door into the room. And um, they run from the bedroom to the bathroom. They lock that door. He breaks in. And he's, he's basically, boom, this is it. He's I'm going to kill my family right now. This is what we've been waiting for. And so they're in the bathroom. Uh, they have a little bathroom bathroom window. She opens it up. She shoves fucking Tony outside. I mean, Danny outside. Uh, he climbs out of the, there's a big snow hill conveniently. So he slides down the, the salt hill. And um, he's waiting outside, standing outside in the snow. She's trying to escape as well, but she can't. Cause she's weak as fuck. All she has to do is put her back into it and just fucking boom, bust that shit open. But she's like, I can't do it. So she's fucking whatever, whatever. She stays in the bathroom. She's gonna sacrifice herself for Tony, even though Tony's probably realistically gonna die in that freezing snow. Thanks, thanks a lot, mom. I mean, Danny's gonna die in that freezing snow. Thanks a lot, mom. So she stays in there, and she fucking, she's just accepting her fate. She grabs a knife. She's waiting at the side of the door. That's the famous scene where he gets the axe. He starts breaking it down. Boom, boom, boom. He makes the slit. He opens or he, yeah, he breaks it. And then he puts his face in the thing. And he's like, here's Johnny. Johnny.
2: Here's Johnny.
0: And then she's like, he's like, he's like, I'm coming for you. Whatever. Like, you, like, there's nowhere to go. You're dead. Basically. She's accepted it. She's like, fuck it. Like. Let's go. Let's go to let's go to war. Uh he busts it open, he puts his hand in there, he tries to unlock it. And then she fucking swipes at him. She stabs him with the knife and he's like, ah fuck. She barely is him a little paper cut, but apparently it's enough to stop him. Um, so he he stops busting down the door. Um, right when right when she stabs him. Um, that's when Halloran pulls up and he's in the snow cat and you just hear the the loud fucking engine coming towards, and then Jack's like, Oh, what the fuck? He's like, Someone else is here and so so jack leaves i guess i don't know why he wouldn't just open the door and fucking murder her right it would have taken him like 30 seconds to just kill her but he leaves i guess and he whatever i was like jack you are the worst villain ever you suck at your job dude like it would have taken you less than a minute to fucking slice his bitch up but whatever so he leaves he goes down to check out who's outside halloran's walking around he's like hello anybody here where's everybody at um and then jack comes out he got his fucking axe and then he just fucking boom he's walking in the lobby as soon as he fucking soon as he sees that bitch he's like gotcha bitch and he just swings his axe and gets him right in the motherfucking chest And that is the end of Halloran. As quick as he came was as quick as he left. And unfortunately, you were trying to be the hero. You should have just stayed at home, buddy. Um, I mean, he 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 did save him technically, but um, so Halloran's dead. He's in the lobby. Danny was running around. He hid in some fucking cupboards, or whatever. Um, he hears that that Halloran got killed and he starts screaming. He like can feel the murder, or whatever. So Danny starts screaming, he jumps out, he starts yelling, he runs out of the, the fucking cabinet, wherever he was hiding. And then that's when Jack is like, oh, he's like, Danny boy, like I, I'm coming, like I can hear you. And then so then Jack starts chasing Danny. Danny runs outside. Um Yeah, Danny runs outside. He goes into the maze. It's snowy as fuck, or salty as fuck out there. Um, Jack's chasing him. They go into the the snow, the maze. When I when I first watched this, I was like, "All right, bro. Like, like Danny, you're fucked. Like, you're in deep ass snow, and you're running in a maze. Like, like you're gonna leave footprints, my boy. Like, all he has to do is follow your footprints. You're the only foot set of footprints out there." Like, he's going to just follow your tracks and just find you in this maze. Like, you're fucked. And, and I was like, Danny, you're a dumbass, bro. So, um, yeah, they run into the maze. He's chasing him with the axe. He's just fucking yelling at him. It cuts back to Wendy. Wendy's inside. She's trying to find Danny. She doesn't know what the fuck. I, I don't know. She's just a little late. And then it cuts to this weird-ass scene of a fucking dog. A bear? What was that about, dude? What the fuck was that? I that that was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. I, I that that shit threw me off. I I have no idea. I don't even. That's not even mentioned any of the theories that I was reading. But it was
1: the, a- the 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 theories that that I read that 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 goes into was was the sexual abuse of of Jack on on Danny.
0: Oh uh. yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, so she's walking around. She starts seeing a bunch of fucking just spirits and evil shit from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And she, um, yeah, she walks into one of the rooms and it's it's this dude in the tux and he's getting head from a, a dude in a bear suit. And then she's like, what the fuck? She leaves. She walks down another hallway. Um, at one point she sees Grady. Grady's in the lobby or something, he's like, he's like, great party, isn't it? And like he's all fucking bloody and shit.
4: (laughs) Great party, isn't it?
0: And then and then um she's walking around, she sees like a bunch of ghosts and skeletons of like people in their tuxedos and like from the 1920s, and it's all fucking spiderwebs and shit. And it's just real weird. She's like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. She runs out, she runs into the snow. And then it cuts back into the maze. And this is when Danny realizes that he's like, oh, shit. I have footprints. I have <laughs> footprints. And I was like, I was like, no way. They actually thought about that in the movie. And then so he stops. And then he starts walking backwards in his footprints in the same exact like He's taking these big ass steps and he's trying to not make any extra footprints. But he's walking very precisely back into his last footprints. And then he ends up like jumping to the side real quick and then like shuffling off his new his new prints. And then he hides in one of the one of the maze corners. Yeah. So Jack obviously was following his footprints and then he gets to the point where his footprints just stop and he's just like, what the fuck? And then, so now he's like, now he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And then Danny realizes Jack's kind of like, so Jack's already hurt. He hurt his ankle and shit from when he got knocked out and he's already all fucking, he's already all fucked up. But, um, so Dan, so Jack has been kind of like limping the whole time and, um, so Danny sees that he has his opportunity. He's like, "Boom! I'm out this bitch." He ends up running out, gets out of the maze. Smart ass kid, I guess. He knows how to fucking solve that shit. Um, he gets out of the maze. He runs to his mom. Jack is—he's all flustered. Man, he sh- maybe Jack should have should have did the maze with them earlier in the beginning part of the movie. Maybe he would remember how to get out. But he got stuck in the maze. He ends up freezing to death. He's screaming. He's singing some songs. He's fucking. He's done. Wendy and, and Danny end up jumping on the Hellcat that Halloran brought. Shout out to Halloran. Sorry, you're dead. Um, she takes a snow They dip out. Jack freezes to death. It's the famous shot of him in the snow, like oh fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah. That's just
1: a great shot that they that they use for the meme and
0: everything. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then the last shot of the movie is they go back into the ballroom. gold room and it's from the overlook hotel and it zooms in on the pictures that are on the wall and then it zooms in closer and closer and closer and you finally see that mr jack torrance was at the overlook hotel at the party back in 1921 about 50 60 years prior and so then the movie that's how the movie ends and so obviously he had been there the whole he was the caretaker the whole time um yeah that took longer than i thought but that was the end of the shining uh thoughts theories
1: so the wendy theory so the wendy theory is that she is schizophrenic herself
3: okay
1: and a lot of of what's being portrayed on 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 screen is actually stuff that she's she's imagining in her her schizophrenic mind so like the I'll, I'll, oh, I, I did sent you so I, I don't know if you have to, like, link their shit or whatever, I don't no. know, I don't, I don't want to, like, steal their, their fucking idea, mm. um, but anyway, like, a lot of the, the, the crazier stuff would happen, like, when, when, like, the camera angles are, like, pro- when, when they're, like, behind Wendy, and a lot of the stuff that, like, when, when, when it's happening with Wendy, like a lot of props or furniture are like missing. So like, it would kind of go with when Wendy's like trying to remember these things in her head, she can't get them 100% clear because mm. she's just basing it off memory. So like, there's some shit that's like missing or whatever.
4: Mm.
1: And when she comes down and yells at Jack, like there's some crazy lady that just tried to strangle Danny that. She's the crazy lady oh, that, gotcha. that strangled Danny. And she actually did hit him and put him out, out there to freeze to death. Oh, like long before in the movie when they showed he's already dead because like she's been so frozen for so long. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, that, that's basically the Wendy theory that, that she's actually the crazy one. And she's imagining that jack is crazy and that jack hit or whatever did this to danny shit like
0: that yeah so what'd you what'd you think about the film itself like how did how did you feel how did you come away from it after like the last shot like what were your thoughts
1: after the last shot i i did think that there was like some supernatural element going on at the very end like 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 he's been there the whole time but i think like i don't know a lot of the themes throughout the movie i was like getting this weird vibe especially when danny had that one-on-one talk with jack yeah and i was like something kind of, like something kind of weird with with this father-son relationship like he seems yeah. a little like a little i don't know something didn't seem right there yeah um but yeah, at the very end, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like some sort of supernatural thing, but I couldn't really connect the dots with with all the other stuff that had happened. It was just a whole mind trip.
0: Yeah, um, same. I thought, <clears throat> so I've seen introspectives before and I've seen like theories on the, on the movie before, even though I've never actually seen it. This is the first time I actually sat down as an adult and watched it. Um, but like, so I've seen, I knew I already had the whole thing spoiled for me. I already knew that he'd already been there, whatever, whatever. So I was kind of like, to me, it was kind of like, eh, it's kind of cheesy. It's like, whatever. Like, yeah, he's been there already, but it's cool. Um, the more, the, the bigger things that I took from it was watching it this time or watching it for the first time now, <clears throat> I was kind of getting like, so the theory that I had was that, I thought maybe like the overlook was like was like a incarnation of incarnate of hell, basically. Mm. And he was it was like this hell thing. And like, OK, so basically he's trapped in here and this is like his hell and he has to live through this. And the the bar owner, even who's paying for my drinks, that's the devil, bro. Like the mm-hmm. devil, the devil's, devil's going to give you what you want. Like you want to drink. So he's going to let you drink and like he's not going to tell you who's doing it though and that's kind of how the devil works like he he gives you what you want and then he kind of but you don't really know what it is um and then also there was like the shots of the bathroom it was like i don't know it just seemed real like 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 these were just like lost spirits and like yeah this was kind of like like a hell that he was in and everything was just kind of that so that was the theory that I, that I took from it that the overlook was more like hell and he was kind of just trapped in like this this like lost spirit world
1: yeah
0: um i saw some other theories and shit um but yeah i thought i i thought it was pretty woke like like with just some of the some of the stuff that they're bringing up and like um so you know doctor sleep right is the sequel to this I didn't know that
1: until I watched it and I was like doing a bit of research.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so but I, apparently
1: Dr. Sleep totally debunks the Wendy theory.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but I haven't seen Dr. Sleep or anything, but, um, yeah, I totally forgot about it. until so I was like doing some research, research for this, but yeah, basically, um, Dr. Sleep is like, there's, there's a group of Illuminati basically, And it's, it's this group of like evil people who have powers and they're called the truth or whatever. And they basically take these, they're trying to get people who have shine or the shining and they're trying to collect their souls and they're trying to like Mm -hmm. feed, they're trying to live forever. They're trying to be immortal. So they need to get people who have the shining power and collect their soul basically. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. So, but that was where that came out like 2020 i think or 2019 so that's hella more recent i don't think it's really you can't really connect that to anything this is very much this is very much like its own standalone thing and like it hasn't been messed with in fucking 20 30 years so it's kind of like very much i think you just take what you take from it out of itself
1: um yeah then there's the, the, the the crazy theory that that jack was abusing danny
3: yeah um
1: which is crazy
0: i could i guess i could see that so so my thing is as an artist myself and like i write a lot of stories and stuff um it's kind of like when you're creative when you when you make creative shit you don't sometimes you do have a very very laser focused like boom I want to make everything about this one thing and everything has to be all about like this one thing but usually when you're in a creative process you kind of just take from a bunch of different things and you kind of just incorporate kind of everything right so I think this is what more more so it was I think it was a bunch of these different theories that like he kind of was playing into but Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't really want to settle on one particular thing so he kind of did take little elements of the abuse thing yeah that could be it um he took elements of the indian burial ground it could Mm -hmm. be like a native american curse whatever it could be hell Mm -hmm. Um, so i think i think it was more just like this movie i don't think it has one specific theory um i think he i think he understood that there was a lot of things that you could have taken from this and he was kind of like just fuck it let's just throw it all in there and like as a creative sometimes you're just kind of like fuck it like all this stuff did inspire me while i was creating this so like why not just keep it in there shit.
1: yeah no i i, I definitely agree with, with with what you just said
0: um so yeah i think i think i think a lot of that shit is real and some of those theories do make sense and i think they are kind of accurate but i don't think it's like i don't think you can tie it down to one thing um, mm-hmm. but yeah movie was good um the hero and
1: it would it would it would kind of almost ruin it if there was one one single purpose to to the movie, you know? Yeah in
0: a way. Yeah, for sure. And and I was reading that um apparently they did change the ending like multiple times. Hmm. Um he changed it like three or four times. And and I guess they were I'll send you the article, but basically it was it was like they went through like three or four different endings of how it was supposed to be and like different cuts that they had. And there was one where um shit. There was because they tested him out and they actually shot a lot of these to see how like it would go. There was one where they were gonna make Halloran the the villain at the end. So basically it was gonna be like he gets there and he um, Jack ends up dying or something. And then you think like the person who's supposed to go save them, which is Halloran, is actually he's like this hotel after Jack dies, the hotel takes over and Halloran and Halloran becomes a killer. And now he's chasing everybody around with the axe and I was like okay that's that could be that could have been an interesting ending um there was one where I guess they did test out where he did kill Danny he got a hold of Danny and he killed him and but Kubrick was like nah that's a little too much like we can't show him killing a kid like and he was like he was like nah even that's a little too much for me but um he tested out that he tested out so he tested out a bunch of different endings but the one he ended on was the one with the photograph at the end and like Jack's been there forever whatever and well i'll send you the article it's kind of interesting um but yeah um i like this movie dude it's it was cool it made me think uh the hero who you think it was tony tony honestly i said tony's a hero too okay tony Tony was saving their ass a couple times Like, like he was letting them know like what's good um obviously I guess Halloran was kind of the hero as well yeah. um he sacrificed his life so they couldn't escape um he wasn't trying to sacrifice his life but he got straight did, you, did you
1: notice how funny the way like Wendy was like running around and like yeah it was I had to send you a, a specific clip that I just found it hilarious she was just kind of like
0: yeah yeah she was very like dainty and just like yeah. fucking, yeah, that's why. Like when she was carrying the bat too, I was like, "Oh God, you're dead! Like you don't even know how to hold this fucking bat." Yeah,
1: um, she was, she took like twenty swings before she made contact. With <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the villain. Who would you say the villain of this movie is?
1: Well, if you go with if we go with the health theory, then then the hotel. Yeah. Um, for sure. And and this is where like you know what you were saying about. All the different themes so it could be the hotel jack actually i'm just gonna go with the hotel
0: yeah probably i would say the hotel is pretty much and yeah, was just like some evil spirit there basically yeah. and it was just the hotel just fucking possessed people possessed grady possessed uh, jack um yeah shit was evil um I guess you could say, yeah. um If you were gonna rank, rank the heroes, who's a better hero, uh, the one from this movie or the one from two thousand one? I guess, I guess there was no hero, right, in two thousand one. I think I said the hero was the monolith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we I mean, didn't. Yeah.
0: So 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 far for our rankings, we have a monolith and tony with <laughs> a finger right? and, a, a black box. <laughs> and a black box a black black piece of rock that's really? hella funny well so okay what,
1: what was your either favorite scene or just like the one that like
0: shocked you the most um well besides the fucking dog thing that threw me off because i just i wasn't expecting that and i've never even seen that scene ever um that that fucking scared the shit out of me i was like what the fuck is even going on now um besides that i would say the girl in the bathtub was pretty nasty yeah um i just like the i, I like the i like the shots in the beginning those were i really like the c- cinematography of those um and then the maze the maze was lit too that that yeah. really that stood out to me like where he was looking down at the the maze itself and like a diagram but like they're walking inside of it i was like oh shit that's pretty lit even
1: Uh, even inside the hotel just like the maze the way it's shot it makes you like it gives you it gets you dizzy it makes you feel like you're lost yeah within the hotel
0: Yeah, it was pretty smart the way he shot it um yeah there was a lot of good there's a lot of good just like yeah there's a lot of just good shots in here and like good cinematography that he had in there um yeah, what no, was my, yours?
1: My, mine was uh was when she when she when she saw what he had been writing that shit freaked yeah, out, that, out. It yeah like, it was weird there was so many pages and like, like <laughs> he, he, he just started formatting it <laughs> yeah like, bro see, like some of them had typos and shit. yeah i was, was like, like weird should maybe fucking freak out yeah like, that shit it was, was weird like, the hell are you doing you you yelled at her for interrupting you and all you were doing was Facts. typing this.
0: this one line yeah yeah movie is pretty crazy um what would you rank it out of 10
1: out of 10 i'm gonna
0: go 8.5 okay so you think 2001 was a little better for me yeah okay I, mm, they're different genres so like it's yeah like for me this is this is one of my one of my more like i said more liked horror movies um like i thought it was really good as a horror movie um but yeah i think as probably as a whole i would say shit that's hard i know
1: i think i said 8.9 for
0: yeah you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to say for this one, this was an 8.9 for me. There you go. And the last one was 8.5. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so okay. Um, that's
1: okay. That's
0: good. I like this one a little more. Just because I like I like the creepier stuff a little more. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, Dude,
1: he's freaking creepy as fuck.
0: Yeah. So if you had to grade you would say out of the cubic film so far, Space Odyssey number one, shiny number two. Mhm. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, Space Odyssey was pretty lit. Um, Kubrick's on some other shit, dude. Um, I want to read. I
1: didn't even know he passed away until he said it
0: there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, man. He was a definitely a brilliant mind. The more I watch these movies, um. Some of the behind-the-scenes footage and like stuff that I've read though seems like he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> like that—that that was
1: what uh, at the very beginning when we started recording. When I was saying that the actress who played Wendy, yeah, she said a lot of the psychological trauma she she got was from Kubrick.
0: Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, but but it seems like he was very much so into like creating his art. He was he like hears
1: this all the time from people who are yeah. like yeah.
0: Uh, he was like a Kanye type type shit where you're just like you're just in your shit like and you don't give a fuck. You're just gonna make your vision come to life no matter what. Fucking skeet. And fuck <laughs> skeet. <laughs> um yeah. Anyways, that's the shining. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know that's what the shining meant, um, that whole time. I did not know. I, I thought it was like just something to do with like evil, but the shining is actually a good thing to have. It's like, it's like, mm. a, it's like a bright light. Yeah.
3: It's
0: like powers. Um, do you believe in, you believe in all that shit? You believe in like telepathy and stuff? No. Nah? No. No. You, you believe in, uh, you religious stuff? you pray to god
1: do i pray to god like yeah. like often
0: or just like yeah i guess like often or do you read if the bible on it right? if i'm in a sticky situation i'll probably <laughs> no that doesn't count i'll probably that's shoot what, one up there that's why everybody prays to god
1: i mean shit if he really got my back just this one time um
0: i've been really i don't know i don't want to make this like super religious but um i've been I mean, really like, Ramadan true that is true um i've been really like i i've started reading the bible
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and like i've been praying a lot more like i pray every day basically and i i talk to god like like throughout my day does he talk back he does bro he does hey, yeah no i swear like i believe in all this shit dude like that's why like that's why the the hell theory hit me so hard because i was like dude i know it sounds crazy but like But like, I've seen some shit within the past couple of years, like ever since I started becoming like more religious and stuff. And like, trust me, I'm a man of science. Like I heavily believe in like science and shit. And I've always been, even though I used to go to church when I was younger and stuff, I was in church choir and stuff. I still wasn't really, I got to see shit and experience shit in order for me to believe it or else I'm just like, eh, it could be, could be not. Uh But within the last couple of years, like, like, bro, I've been through some shit and like, I've just experienced some shit that I can't even explain. And like just some like weird fucking like, like, like shit that I never even imagined was possible, and like it sounds crazy, but it's like I believe in in a lot of this shit. I believe in like telepathy. I believe in like like a lot of this shit. And like just because I've experienced some shit recently, and it's like I don't have any other answer. The only answers that I've gotten is when I've started praying to God and like reading the Bible more. And like he's been opening up my eyes to see shit, or maybe it's the devil. Shit, I don't know. But somebody's been opening up my eyes. Maybe it's the Illuminati. They've somebody's <laughs> been listening, somebody's been listening to me and like opening up my eyes to shit that like I just see shit differently. And I'm just like, bro, there's more to this world than I think we realize. I, don't I wanna, agree with that. I don't want to get like too heavy and too like conspiracy crazy, but but like I haven't really talked to many people about this shit, but like 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 some of this shit is is like honestly some of this shit is really real like i think there i think there are like fucking black magic i think there is black magic i think there's a lot of more government shit that we can't fucking we can't even comprehend i think that they have a bunch of technology that we we can't fucking even comprehend um i think there's a lot more to this world than than we realize what do you mean black magic like dude there's just like i believe in like people casting spells and shit and like actually making shit happen like i've seen some shit that like like i don't even know how to like fucking like just just some weird fucking evil shit dude i I, really ever since i like started reading the bible and shit like and like my eyes have been opening shit I, i think there really is like a spiritual war going on between heaven and hell and good and evil and i don't know if it's if it's God and the devil per se, or if it's more just like, just energy, if it's like good energy versus bad energy. But I think we really are within like a war of like good and evil. And literally every decision you make is like, you're creating, you're helping or helping these energies get stronger and stronger. And whatever side you, you want to fall on is kind of up to you and what and the daily choices that you make throughout your life kind of dictates how your life is going to go.
3: And yeah. like that
0: and like manifestation i think is has a lot to do with that too like you can you can manifest shit and like i just been reading a lot more like you read the secret or no have you heard of mm-hmm. the secret it's like just talking about like like bro i think i think the illuminati is real basically and like a lot of that shit is is real dude
1: well, what do they do
0: they control everything i think they fucking i think they they make things happen um they like just what? they just make the world fucking turn whatever they want to happen they 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 control the narrative and it's like i don't know what their end goal is but but some but there's more to this it's hard to explain but like there's more to the, the only thing i can say is like just just read the bible and just fucking pray to god more and just ask him to like like open up my eyes and see what happens like do you believe in i used to believe in like um they say like if you if you ask for the devil whatever if you call out to the devil like he'll speak back to you and like if you open the doors to spirits like like you'll see some shit you'll open the doors to some shits that you don't want to open the doors to and like
1: well like if i if i physically call to the devil
0: yeah i think if you if you start like trying to worship the devil and stuff and like i think you'll you'll get what you want and like you'll start seeing some evil shit okay and i think they say like they say like don't open the doors to like to like evil shit because you don't know what's going to come out those doors you know like be careful with your energy
1: well yeah that, that, that makes sense
0: but i don't know it's just like i said since i since i started reading the bible and like praying to god more like like I think a lot of this shit is real and that's why I think like basically I think a lot of art that is made um, I think people are trying to relate, pay attention to the signs is what I'm saying. Like a lot of the art that we see and we think is just like art I think are a lot more realistic than we imagine and like these artists are trying to tell you they're trying to tell you things and wake you up from the matrix, bro. And like, and like show you what's really going on with the art. And like, I think if you actually start looking for the signs, it'd be like, oh shit. I kind of, you start connecting the dots and be like, I see what he's saying. Like what? Um, I don't know. Do you believe in the matrix? Like simulation theory? Uh,
1: I believe it's possible.
0: I I don't know. There's just there's just a lot there's just a lot to it but i think if you just if you if you really want to know and like if you really want to st- like you said truth seeking if you really want to like find answers like just start asking for them like ask out into the universe just like wake up and ask the universe and just keep trying to find answers and they'll they'll come to you dude yeah i believe that <laughs> like not trying to make it all weird and shit but but like that's why that's why like that that hell theory hit me so hard because i was like I was like damn I could see like I don't know I think some of these artists like see shit differently and like they've been opened up into things that like we're not privy to and it's like if you pay attention to like what they're actually trying to tell you they'll probably got some messages in there
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of hidden messages in them for sure
0: or it could just be fictional I don't know But either way, either way, I think, I think, um, yeah, that's why, but that's why that health theory hit me so hard. Cause like, like I said, I've been reading the Bible more and I've just been praying more and I'm like, dude, this shit's fucking weird. Like, like I'll be reading the Bible sometimes and like, I'll be, I'll be asking God about shit. And then like literally what I'm asking, like it'll, whatever I'm reading, like right after that, it will pertain to like literally what I'm, what I'm thinking about or what I'm talking about. And I'll be like, what the fuck? It's just a trip, dude. Like I'm saying, like if you ask for if you ask questions and you you're looking for shit, like they'll they'll come and find you, dude.
1: Okay.
0: Hey man. Hey man. I'm just saying. I,
1: I'm not I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting what 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 you
0: see. J JLX said JLX said the Luminati, the Anunnaki pulled up on him. What they do they just opened his eyes to fucking how the world works there's a lot more to it it's all money it's all money though it's all based off money and power what is like all the shit that i was saying with like illuminati and like evil and good and stuff like
1: the, the, the only thing is like you're saying they control everything but what does that mean you're saying they they, they control the narrative. What does that mean? Like what narrative are they controlling? What are they controlling?
0: Um like
1: what example?
0: Okay, you know, like you know how I was talking about the the Doctor Sleep, whatever, the truth, the the little cult, whatever, right. and they're trying to take like good spirits or whatever and and take it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that shit is real. I think there is Uh, some there's certain cults out there there is i think there's a group of powerful people who have like some type of fucking magic or powers or something or or evil maybe it's the devil and they're able to do shit and make the world bend it how they want it certain ways and they're like i said there's a war between good and evil and they're trying to get all the fucking evil people on their side and they're trying to take away the, the people with the light and they're trying to harvest that for themselves in in hopes for like immortality or or fucking whatever the fuck they're trying to get more money um which kind of ties into do you believe in the government sacrificing people for like do you believe in like human sacrifices and shit well yeah war war for sure but also like 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 famous people if you He's really working want, on that good pack? Nah, nah. Like famous people really like <laughs> they got that good shit over there. Like famous people really taking out like like sacrificing people that they love and stuff to get famous and shit. You believe in that?
1: I have not read any evidence
0: of that. Oh no, man! Like they be taking out they be taking out people, man. For real. Who's they? The the fucking whoever the truth or whatever. I don't know who it is whatever group it is that is that power you okay. don't think you don't think there's a group of group at power above the government that's controlling shit
1: uh i mean sure like m- money will buy you power I-, I don't know what what the point you're driving at though
0: i think just certain people um like like nipsey let's say okay let's say nipsey was was trying to do good for the community and make a fucking documentary about Dr. Sebi and preach all this good health shit and pharmaceutical companies didn't like that and they had him taken out. Um, I think... That's your theory. That That's a theory. I'm not saying I necessarily believe that. I'm just saying that's what that's, has been brought up before um there was a theory about even kobe like rest in peace all these people but even kobe was like having a war with pharmaceutical companies and shit and like and then he passes away randomly that's not necessarily random i mean dude's been taking helicopter flights forever dude
1: yeah exactly and and a small percentage of those helicopter flights crash and if you've been taking them so long so many times you're just increasing your chances of dying it's simple math
0: yeah no for sure but like that's why it's so easy to like oh no i believe there's bigger plays that's all i'm saying i believe there's a there's a group up there and they control the government the government's just a fucking face and no i i i believe
1: that is just it's to, to to help you with your point like i just you're not bringing up any specific examples like who is this group like i don't know, know what, what do they
0: do they're just like i said they're just trying to it's all money and power it's all they're trying to fucking call the fucking the population or whatever and they're trying to just save everything for themselves okay and the ultimate goal is just to have power and just to keep it within themselves, their their little cult.
1: Yeah, no, power definitely is, runs everything, and it's definitely a small group of people who have all the power for sure.
0: But I think there's, yeah, I think it's, I think there's a lot more to it, and and it's just like there definitely is like good and evil, and I think that plays a big big role into it, and like in order to have to get to some of these high places and stuff you have to be kind of on the the evil side Mm. basically and if you're good they don't like that if you if you got if you if you got the shining they don't like that there you go but but i don't know like i said it could all just be conspiracy theories but like I said, the the more stuff you kind of just like look at, and the more stuff you're exposed to, the more you're just kind of like, oh shit, maybe like like this shit is real. I don't know. Maybe Get Out is real, bro. Maybe they are. Maybe they are harvesting people and fucking putting them inside other people's bodies so they can live forever. They might be. Hey, you never know, bro yeah
1: no i think i think think those type of theories are are definitely definitely fun to to jump into make you make you kind of explore different ways like reality is actually happening because sometimes shit gets boring so you gotta spice it up
0: possibly possibly you never know i'm i'm just more on the side of like i'd rather just like I'll fucking just not believe in it wholeheartedly, but I'll be more aware to it and just be like, shit, maybe this is real. Instead of just like dismissing, I I try not to dismiss anything unless I know it's 100% proven wrong. Cause like we could be, dude, there's nobody thought we were going to fucking before we had planes, nobody thought we could fucking fly in the sky with, like nobody thought we could instantly talk to someone and have video chat from fucking halfway across the globe like that wasn't even a thought like people don't understand what they don't understand until it's brought to them like if you're just a fucking caveman you ever think you you never even know about space Mm -hmm. like until like 2001 like the monolith it shows them this shit like like if you're a caveman, you don't know, but until someone tells you. And then once they tell you, you're like, like, what do you think a caveman? If if someone came and showed that caveman, started telling me about space. You come from the future, you tell this caveman, bro. We we traveled to different planets. We got these fucking look at this phone, look at this iPhone right here. I can listen to any type of music. I can do all this shit. I can play these games. I can do I can buy food from fucking grub Oh Hub, yeah, right. They, they,
1: they won't understand it.
0: They won't understand it. Because they don't know any different. But like to us, it's like it's just some plain shit. It's like regular shit. Yeah, I get stuff from Grubhub all the time, whatever. So then but, this
1: goes into the, the theory of the of, of what you were saying.
0: Yeah, basically. Of like I've been getting into this music shit and this music industry and like meeting more people and like meeting people with power and shit, and like people who actually have money. You you get your eyes opened up to some shit where you're like, holy fuck, like shit is really real out here. And like, I can't explain some of the shit that I've seen. I can't even, I didn't even know some of the shit was real. And I didn't know any better until I was shown. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, like, what were you you shown? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to get fucking murdered or something. They're going to take me out like JFK. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's why like that's why it's so hard to tell people about this shit because it's like cuz it's a secret. It's not Yeah, I mean, it's not never, nobody tells me it's a secret, but it's more just like it's like a it's like a it's like unspoken rules basically. Right. Rihanna says it's a secret society. Uh-huh. Like like all that shit is real, dude, like and they control it and there is I, I like again i don't want to say who's doing what but i don't really know for sure i just know i've met some people i've seen some things and it's like i was until my mind was open up and like
1: well but we but we can't talk examples
0: no because i'm not trying to get murdered
1: because you're not trying to get murdered and they try- we we don't know who they are
0: i can name names but i'm not going to okay but yeah,
1: so we can't name names, no. we don't know
0: what they're doing. Um uh, let's but but like I said, just just follow follow the money, follow the money, follow the signs. What signs it's hard to say what the signs are because it's like you you just gotta kind of know you just gotta kind of see shit. Just just be aware, just be open basically. Just be okay. open just be open to like if somebody says something or somebody mentions something like don't dismiss it as like totally like fictional be like just kind of think about it you know
1: right right but i think in order you have to present some sort of evidence to to at least consider it being truthful because if i just come to you and and say i just saw a pig fly like like you like oh shit you did like that's fucking crazy and i can just say that a bunch of times but yeah doesn't make it
0: true yeah possibly not i guess i know i I see what you're saying and like that's why i don't really say that's why i don't really talk a lot about this shit but uh, right or it's a secret well the, the more the more you get into the more you the higher up you go the more you're gonna learn basically the more you're gonna be privy to well, yeah, no, I did. I mean,
1: higher up what, like the social ladder, the, the it could be so.
0: Ladder? It could be social. It could be economic, but like I said, it's, it's all based off money and power.
1: So, yeah. I mean, the higher
0: you go up the social
1: ladder, the more exposure to, to stuff that you get. I think yeah. that's just kind of basic
0: for sure. And like, and like, if you have, if you have promise and like, you can actually contribute, that's another thing you have to be able to contribute something. Like if, if, you can't offer anything that they already have then they're not Who's
1: gonna they?
0: <laughs> never mind bro never mind let's keep it light it's already gotten too crazy okay it's, it's whatever but um yeah man kubrick was woke he's seen some shit. Q- kubrick was woke and he's he's seen some shit that that we haven't seen but yeah man
1: I think you should watch Eyes Wide Shut. I think it would be right down your alley.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm down. Is that one of his?
1: Mm-hmm. It's about a secret society.
0: Um, Watch the... Have you ever seen The Firm? Yeah. With Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, that was pretty good, too. There's a lot of...
0: Just... Art imitates life, right? In some cases, yeah. Life imitates art. Um, I think we sometimes, sometimes we can take things just randomly out of our mind. People just get random creative bursts. But usually stuff that we, as a creative myself, usually stuff that creatives create usually are inspired by something else. Um, Uh Uh-huh. It's never just, like, a random spark of, like, it's usually based off of something else. Uh-huh. So, like, that's why when you when you see these art pieces or you see these, these stories or these creative stories, kind of just, like, just be more open to being, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't take it all just for fiction because it's inspired from something.
1: I'm confused. Like, do you think I don't?
0: Oh no no! I mean I don't know no, no. I'm just saying, just for anybody who, uh, who's listening. Yeah no no I feel it. Um, because like we are recording this, but <laughs> um, yeah, just anybody like, I think uh, like I said, just pay attention to the science, man. Stay open and fucking ask for answers, and you shall receive.
1: Yeah, the the further you dig in, definitely gonna get answers.
0: I believe so, and um. But, yeah. Oh, no. I had other topics. Uh, it's pretty late, though. The, the Suns have the best record in franchise history. They got smoked tonight. They got smoked tonight. And, and all the teams they've been playing, bro, haven't even had, like, their best fucking starters. Like, they're one of the only teams that have been healthy all fucking season, basically. And it's like, all right. Like, all right. I thought you would want Chris Paul to win. Nah, he left the clips, bro. Hell nah.
1: Yeah, the uh I'm going for Giannis.
0: I like oh, me, him. yeah, me too. I'm I'm a Giannis fan, too. I Kyrie thought,
1: sucks now.
0: Damn. Why, he too woke?
1: No, he just hasn't <laughs> been playing well because he has to play every game.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, when he was taking those breaks, or whatever, not being able to play home games, like he was coming out all all fucking energized and healthy and shit. Oh,
1: maybe because rough. And he's hungry.
3: Mm. I don't know. Um
0: Yeah, shit. We got it. We dove, we kinda took a turn or I took a turn on this podcast, but <laughs> I didn't mean to fucking fuck up the vibe, dude. My bad. No, no, that's all
1: good. Um, I mean that, that type of stuff is always cool to talk about.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll just be I'll be the conspiracy theorist guy. I'll be like uh, Eddie, Eddie Bravo on Joe Rogan's podcast. Where all he oh he's just like this this uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu dude and he fucking he fucking just goes off on fucking conspiracy theory tangents and he'll just start yelling and shit, bro. JFK assassination was fucking and he just starts screaming and everybody's like Eddie relax, relax, bro and he's i I did
1: hear some some jfk assassination theories about like a single bullet i I don't know maybe just because like we weren't alive during the time yeah um but yeah no i he just goes crazy what what so the jfk one and then what what other ones does he have
0: he goes he goes off on about like aliens he goes off on about like um he goes off on a bunch of shit dude pharmaceutical stuff sometimes um i haven't seen him on the podcast in a while i haven't watched joe rogan a little bit but look up just just look up eddie bravo and joe rogan like just clips and he'll just he just dude just goes off bro and he just gets all heated he starts sweating and shit and he's just yelling and joe's like joe's like yeah i kind of believe you but like relax dude like it's too much
1: like that's the that's the thing with those like I I'm certainly open to to like hearing all those but like I have to for me personally I have to like see not see oh yeah I guess see like some sort of evidence of like what they're talking about like like aliens or whatever like I'm certainly open to that but like people who who's like the whole area 51 thing like like sure i'm down with that like you like maybe there is some weird shit there yeah but and and maybe you're right like there, the government is like suppressing whatever info they have of that place like that certainly may be true but if there hasn't been any leaks or anything at, at for this long a time i just i just can't really put much much into that that there's like housing ufos there or some shit that's fair i would love i I mean i would love for that to be true because that'd be fucking awesome but it's also (laughs) but it's also like if there was something there was just jumping down area 51 if there was something there and only the usa knew about it like you would think that would just cause like a huge world war like why wouldn't like the russians or the chinese would just be cool with the u.s just holding on to the only ufos that we've ever seen
3: um i mean i could go into, i could fucking go
0: off on this shit but i don't really want it um that
1: one's pretty good
0: what movie are you trying to do next
1: Are you are you staying on the Kubrick wave, or do you want to do something else?
0: We could do something else. The Lazarus one. Lazarus. The Eyes of Lazarus. Oh,
1: wasn't? oh, Boy, that one's very deep. But there, I don't know. You might like it. You might. You might not. I don't know. Maybe like.
0: You ever seen uh the Devil's Advocate? With Keanu Keanu Reeves and al pacino
1: bro i just watched the matrix for the first time
0: what the like the first, first one yeah yeah first one what'd you think
1: bro i loved it
0: it's fucking great dude loved it it holds up so well too like for being so old
1: just, i mean ju- just the the story of it was just great yeah like we're all in this matrix like like fuck yeah like like that's a that's a dope theory
0: yeah um
1: I don't know. I didn't watch the second to the third, but I would just kind of be afraid to jump into the second because the first one's so good that, like, yeah. okay, what, is, what is it? I mean, have you seen the second and third?
0: Yeah, um, second one's a little more actiony. First one's the best one. You can honestly watch. The, you could watch the first one and stop I, there. I
1: assume the second and third just turn into like these action blockbusters. Yeah.
0: Um, the third one, the third one tries to go back and be a little more deep. And like, but then it starts talking about like the politics of like Zion and it starts getting into like the, and it's a little too much. Um, the third the first one's, one, yeah. The first one's the first one's classic. That one's hard. Um, hard as fuck. Yeah. Hard as fuck. The second one's cool too, though. If you're trying to watch like a cool action flick, like it's got more, it's got like bigger fight scenes and stuff.
1: He said, I know kung fu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bro, one of my favorite lines in that movie is when he's like, he's like, stop trying to hit me and hit me. And like that shit. That shit i never thought about it before but sometimes we're so like caught up in the moment of trying to do something that we like overthink it and he's like bro just stop trying to hit me and fucking hit me and i was like damn like you right morpheus
1: the part that really grossed me out was like seeing the little holes like in there
0: oh yeah yeah, that shit was pretty weird yeah
1: um i just watched that for the first time a couple of weeks ago fucking great um tanya dropped coachella
0: I know I was yeah, that was one of the things I was gonna bring up. What happened? What happened?
1: Fucking Billy.
0: (laughs) She should apologize to fuck oh my god. She should apologize to Travis, man. For real.
1: Apologize right
0: now. Um so you gonna go still? They said
1: the the
0: weekend? Yeah, they said they replaced the weekend, but I guess he's complaining. Like if you don't get the same 8.6, he ain't doing it.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> I mean the I haven't heard his album, but the songs you were playing when we went out there, they're they're pretty decent. Yeah, right. the weekend one? Yeah.
1: You didn't listen to his album?
0: I haven't listened to it now.
1: I thought you would like him.
0: I, I do, but um, I just been listening to my own shit, honestly. I don't really listen to much music besides my uh,
1: the Yeah, I would like him. Um I've never seen him live. Have you seen Ye? What?
0: Once. Okay. Did you go to the Drake and Ye concert or no? Oh, okay. That shit was lit. Um. Yeah, I've seen Kanye like two or three times now. You and mean the
1: Larry day. Hoover benefit? Yeah, you're right. you right. Free Larry Hoover. Oh, the bag. Yeah, free, free Larry Hoover. Concert.
0: Um, I was backstage. Oh, dude, I was backstage for that. I had a backstage pass. There you go. Um I was part of the crew. Um, I, I was there with Jay Prince and fucking Ye. And it was wild. And then and then Ye dissed me. And Mike Dean dissed me too. If we go, if we really gonna get into it. Um
1: Wait, you have beef with Kanye?
0: I don't got beef, but like but like bro, I'm telling you, I'm more connected. I'm more connected than you think, bro. I, I am Illuminati. I'm trying to tell you without telling you. You won't believe me, bro. What do? You, why you think he wrote "Life of Pop? Pa- who do you think "Life of Pablo" is about? Stop it. It was supposed to be "Life of Paul." You know that, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Um, I'm telling you, bro. There's more to this to this universe, man. I'm trying to tell you. But yeah, I was backstage and Mike Dean dissed me, and I was pretty heated. And I was I like,
1: don't know "Who Mike Dean is?
0: Who's Mike Dean?" Oh, he's like. He's just like he's a producer, but he made he works he works a lot on like Travis's stuff and Kanye's stuff. Um but yeah, I low key had beef with Kanye because like he saw me and I was trying to I was trying to talk to him and like it was a long story, dude. And it was a long night. And um fucking Justin LeBoy was there too. Um that up. That fuck is taller than than i thought he was that was the first time uh, i saw him in person justin la boy he runs that he runs that the the respectfully hashtag respectfully yeah. the, the instagram page where he just posts the memes just the the white fucking things with all the really
1: uh.
0: oh shit dude he he got big on he's been hanging out with EA all the time he's always with with kanye yeah, just look up his Instagram page. You'll probably know what I'm talking about.
1: I'm not on I'm on Twitter right now.
0: I think he's on Twitter. You're not on you're not on IG that much?
1: I, I took a break with the app. Oh, okay. Respectfully Justin.
0: I yeah. Yeah, he's like one of the biggest he's like the biggest fucking one of the biggest Instagrammers over this past quarantine thing since COVID hit. But he's he's part of like Yay's crew now.
1: yeah, he has some
0: funny shit. No, yeah, he's he's definitely funny. That's why he started he blew up, dude, during quarantine. Um he was just posting memes and like and then he got a show with fucking that's why that's why Sweetie and Quavo broke up cuz she was on his show and she was talking spicy.
1: So what happened at the concert? This is um, hard. You got to let it out. You can't like what are we doing?
0: <sighs> it's a long story, bro. But basically um I I was, he was talking to like him and, him and Jay Prince were talking to like family members and shit. And we were backstage and I was trying to get my phone. I was trying to get his new number. I was trying to get Yay's new number and I was trying to get my phone. My phone was, of course my phone fucking his new died. number,
1: meaning you had his old number.
0: I'm telling you I'm connected, bro. I can't tell you all this shit. Look, I was trying to get his new number. I was, my phone fucking died during this thing. I took one snap. I don't even know what happened, bro. I took one snap and then my phone just fucking went from like 50% to like 0%. And so I was trying to find a charger around this whole fucking stadium um, at the Coliseum. I was asking a bunch of people that nobody wanted to give me a fucking charger. Everybody was like, no, nah, I don't got one. I was like, all right. Finally, I've, I got a charger. I found my phone. I was trying to show them some new music. I was like, "Yay, I got some new music I want to show you. And but I didn't have my phone. My phone was dead. So like I'm walking around this fucking stadium. He's like, he's like, I'm leaving. He he leaves him and Jay Prince leave. They take different cars, whatever. But he's leaving. I finally find a charger. I charge it for like for like maybe two minutes just to get enough juice. And then I fucking take it off the thing. And he's he's getting in the car. He's getting in his in his fucking Maybach, his white, his white Maybach with with um, what's her name at the time? He was with Julia at the time, and and like so, him and her in the car, and like I already, I already he was already leaving. Like I already fucking, I wasn't able to like because they were talking with family and shit, and I don't want to interrupt them. So like I was like I'll just wait until they're done talking, so I can so I can talk to him whatever. And so like, I get up to the car, and like I'm trying to like I'm trying to talk to him. He just like looks at me, and like he he fucking he knows who i am and like and like i was trying to fucking talk to him and then he just like he's like he just had to go basically and he did that and him and julia left and he just dissed me like that and then mike dean was back there and i was like well fuck it. maybe i'll talk to mike and then mike saw me he was getting chips he, he was getting like a bag of chips and i was like hey mike and then he like looked at me and then he like he was like oh i gotta go and i was like what the fuck why y'all doing me dirty like this and basically talked
1: to them before
0: so i've been i've been in this industry for a, for a little bit now but just as a writer like i've been writing music for a long time so like yeah i've been working with a lot of people and but obviously like when you when you when you're a ghostwriter, you can't really fucking be like yeah i get credit for this shit
1: Well, you put your name
0: on it. No, you don't. Not all the time. Like, I wasn't getting credit for anything. I was just writing. And then I got blackballed from the industry because fucking some other shit went down. And now I'm fucking blackballed and everybody, I got beef with people apparently. And everybody's dissing me now.
1: Who's dissing you?
0: I I don't know. I'm apparently, Mike Dean and yay they fuck. They don't fuck with me now. Shame. Um, Jay Prince was to text me, but occasionally. But it's like I can't get any fucking. I can't get any work now. I'm fucking blackball from the industry. I don't know why.
1: You're a Jay Prince investment.
0: I was I was going to be, dude. I'm telling you, dude. Like I really wish I could get into all this shit, but like yes i was i was writing music somehow i got found dude somebody found me like off soundcloud or something and like my name got around i ended up this was when we were in la um when we had the van nuys apartment that's when i really started like getting serious about writing and stuff and like i was putting a lot of music out and did you did you know i was recording then actually
1: no
0: really okay i would try to hide it as much as i can because i was really embarrassed at that time So I would record in, just in my, in our closet, you know, we had the walk-in closet. (laughs) So when you were, when you were always gone at work or whatever, like I was just, I was just making music. I was making hella music. Well, I was playing a lot of Fortnite as well, but I was playing Fortnite and just making music all day. And that's why I wasn't, that's why I wasn't working for the longest time. Cause like, you noticed I wasn't working when we were in Van Nuys, right? Like for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Like, I didn't have a job until I got that, the one in Santa Monica. And then remember I was gone, like, all the fucking day.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Okay.
0: Yeah, so, like, but up until, like, that whole year, I wasn't working because I was just making music, and I was doing fine. And and then, like, I started going to school. I went to Santa Monica College, whatever, and then um, I was taking classes, and then I got that other job and then yeah then i was just gone all fucking day but when you were when you were working when you first started working at umg whatever like i would just be at the at the crib and i was just playing fortnite and just fucking smoking weed and just making music all day dude but um every time i would always wait and because like i knew what time you usually got back so like i would always like make sure i was watching the clock and shit because like i was hella embarrassed because i didn't want to be like rapping and shit like in the you you come back and then like i'm just rapping and you're like what the fuck like i don't know i thought it was kind of lame no nah, so,
1: what
0: the fuck i mean I now wish I known. now that i'm more comfortable with it like like yeah it's it's not that lame it's kind of it's kind of like like yeah do your shit kid like type yeah. shit but um i was just really embarrassed and like the biggest thing was too cuz i was a lot heavier obviously so like the biggest thing was oh this is this is why i was a ghostwriter because i didn't have the look i didn't have the image and so I couldn't. They didn't want to put me. Whatever. Basically, what happens is, when you have talent, whatever, and people people will invest in you, and they will they will fucking yeah, you like J J Prince investment. They will invest in you and they'll try to make you big, whatever. But you have to fucking meet the criteria and all this shit, and you have to be their fucking slave basically, and like you have to sign these fucking fucked up contracts and shit and like this industry is dirty dude like you should know like like you work in this shit but um yeah I didn't have the look I was just like this fat kid like like trying to rap and shit but um yeah so that's why I was really embarrassed but I was just making a lot of music and then I just somebody found me dude and like I just started working I just got work and I just started working more and then i started meeting more people and i started getting connected with people that i only ever fucking dreamed about meeting and then then shit went south and like i got blackballed so now i'm Apple, in the-
1: what what went bad
0: um a lot of stuff they basically said i wasn't ready type shit and it was more just like like i said so when you have people investing in you and putting money into you, um you have to basically be their slave and you have to do everything they say, and you can't you have to dress a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to talk a certain way, and um yeah, like you have to you have to be their slave, like they they're they're your boss basically. They own you is what they think. And I'm not with that shit. I'm like, fuck you, you don't own me type shit. So I would always get myself in trouble and be talking back to people and like being like, no, fuck you. Like, I, I, know, how, I know how great I am, dude. Like, I know how talented I am. I know the fucking music, the hits that I've contributed to. A lot of this fucking music that, that if people have heard is because of me, is inspired because of me. And like, is, is some of this shit that's moved, that's pushed the culture forward is because of me. And it's like, I know how fucking great I am. Like, I'm not your fucking slave type shit. And, like, so I was getting myself into trouble. And then, yeah, I got blackballed.
3: A lot of shit started ramping up, dude, during COVID. And, like, like, you'd be surprised, like, how
0: how quick things can change for you. Like in an industry like this, when there's a lot of money and there's a lot of like popularity and shit, you can literally be nobody and somebody finds you and boom, within two months, you're fucking, they create you. They create a look for you. They like Lil Nas X. Like he's
3: a fucking industry plant. Somebody found him.
0: And they told him what he has to be. And he became that. And that's that's what it means when they say you sell your soul. Like that's the definition of selling your soul. Is you, you're owned by somebody of someone who's been investing in you. Someone who puts money into you. And now you have to fucking be their slave. And that's why a lot of these fucking celebrities go crazy and shit. Because like they're like is it even fucking worth it? Like I've been... I'm doing all this shit for what? Like I can't even be me. Like I have to be whatever you want me to be. Type shit.
3: Okay. Sound crazy or what? I never really got
0: into this conversation with you before. It's not crazy. Yeah. So that's that's my life, and now I'm just trying to do independent shit.
1: You weren't independent before. Huh? You weren't independent before?
0: I was, but I wasn't. I was still like I said, I was I was supposed to be. They were trying to make me into a star basically. And they were trying to make me into like a next big thing. And um I just didn't really play by the rules. I was kind of I was a little too young. I didn't I don't know, I just wasn't ready for it, I guess. But I also didn't want to play by their rules and be someone's slave. So like I ended up getting blackballed and now fucking it's different.
1: So did you have a deal?
0: I didn't have a formal deal. No, it was more just like talks, conversations and understandings and like, hey, we've been putting money into you. We've been paying for this stuff for you. We've been Oops. setting um, that I can't say. I can't say names, Um, but like, yeah, we've been we've been paying these certain things for you. We've been setting up these things for you and like and you're not even fucking playing by our rules. And it's like, well, I just want to be me type shit. And that doesn't really fly with people like that. So
1: do you feel an obligation to play by their roles if they're the one funding
0: it yes and no as as i've kind of been more as because so this all started happening within the past like maybe five years or whatever whenever we got that apartment um like i do but at the same time i feel like the baby like how the baby feels where he's still like fuck you like type shit like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do what i want but at the same time he has to like apologize when he fucking smacks someone and shit just because like he doesn't want to get his deals taken type shit but i don't know do you do you think i should would you if they were telling you like what what you had what you could say what you couldn't say if they were? was in a yeah
1: i guess that's a tricky line but um as far as being a slave like you said i i mean obviously not but if they're investing money and they want you to put out a product that they're essentially paying for i mean i guess you would have to do it or else you would just have But to the thing is out. the
0: thing is too nowadays there's not even really it's just it's just funds but they don't even really provide you with any type of resources now a lot of this shit is just like they give you a check and you you have to figure it out by yourself. And it's like before there used to be A&Rs and shit where they would take you to fucking uh, producers and engineers and they would give you connects and shit. But now it's just like they'll literally tell you they'll be like, here's some money. Get your fucking social media up, get your numbers up, your social media numbers and fucking pop off.
1: Well, I think that just depends on the label.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's why some other people were telling me, like, maybe this isn't the right opportunity for you. Like, like if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Just wait until something else happens. But.
3: But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah he
0: dissed me. And then I cried there backstage. I was like, man, you going to do me like that? uncle yeah. after every, everything we've been through
1: you were backstage with your old connects
0: some of them um i was just yeah i was trying to reconnect and kind of like yo like i think i'm ready now type shit and but um the way it kind of works at least with some people or with them it's just like it's like nah you're ready on our time type shit and like you took too long and like shit comes and goes and it's There's fucked up that. there is truth to it and like but that's the shit that hurts because like you think like damn like what happened to all these promises and shit like i was made before like you try to make me feel like i'm fucking family and shit and like oh it's part of the family you're part of the family like we got a fucking fan like like we're and then and then it comes down to it and it's just money 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 and they'll fucking cut you out quick
1: well it's a business i
0: wouldn't take that personally nah, fucked up. that's an excuse i think that's an excuse and that's why like i clash with people because like i personally am like nah that's a bullshit excuse like and they're like nah business is business i'll take it personal i'm like all right whatever fuck you, mean, you then
1: happens all the
0: time. and that's that's what everybody says like like you should know you should know better and it's like you're right but i don't know a lot of a lot of those uh relationships too is another thing that they set up a lot of times where that's part of the that's part of the package deal is where like they try to set you up with another famous person or like another celebrity so you can kind of like like the sean mendez and like camilla thing
1: is that what was happening with you
0: I I believe, and I, yeah, and that was part of the reason why some of the backlash came, um, but
3: there's a lot, there's a lot to it, dude, and
0: uh, yeah, it's crazy, but now I'm just trying to, now I'm just trying to fucking make my shit independent, and just,
1: yeah, that's what you should do, if you want to do it on your own terms, that's what you should do.
0: I mean, I did say like, I did, I did put it out in the universe. Like, fuck it. If I'm going to be a slave, like I've kind of gotten used to some of the shit now that like, now that I've been in it for a couple of years, I've kind of gotten used to, and I understand more. I kind of understand not to take things so personally and shit. Like I've grown a little bit. So I kind of put out in the universe, like, and just to certain people, like, yo, if opportunity rises again and like y'all want to try to run it back like I'm down like I'll be the fucking slave I guess and I'll just figure out how to handle it
1: I I feel like you tossed the word slave around too too loosely
0: (laughs) well I mean I will be your um your your entertainment your 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 jester
1: more of an investment
0: that's yeah honestly and that that was one of the biggest things it was like like if i'm an investment why can't we be partners why can't i get a say on some why can't we be working together on what's the best for all of us your point but it's more like no it's like you do what the fuck we say and it's like all
1: right yeah about finding
3: the right situation. Yeah. I don't know. The world's the world's
0: very big and very small at the same time. Mm. And like I said, your life. People can change lives, like, or people's lives can change, like, literally within. Shit, a couple of days.
3: So. Yeah.
0: Shit's crazy, dude. One day, one day, I'll I'll say more. I'll be a little more open and shit. But as of right now, like like I said, I'm I feel like I'm still dealing with some of that other shit. So like that's why I don't want to make anything worse.
1: Well, we could we could talk about it after we're done recording.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm definitely gonna cut a lot of this out. This is not going in there. Fuck that. <laughs> but
3: but yeah. They're always
0: listening, man. They're always listening. Watch the firm. Watch the firm. You seen that? Goddamn, 12 nasty. Got cameras in the jacuzzi. Goddamn, 12 nasty.
3: Man, I don't know. But. It's a wrap? Yeah, it's a
0: wrap, I guess. That was a real uh, different episode number two than episode number one.
1: It was. You brought up some good topics.
0: Um. Yeah, my bad. I
3: wasn't trying to get it too crazy. But
0: shit happens. Um. Watch the. I'll send you the. The I'll send you the link to the first episode. It was good, dude. It was fun. It's on
1: your YouTube.
0: It's on the No Bull YouTube. Or on Spotify. You use Spotty or Apple?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you want to watch the if you wanna watch the video, it's on YouTube. Noble podcast
1: or just noble?
0: I think it's just noble. Um yeah, I think it's just noble. Mm-hmm. Or you could you could type in noble pod as well, and it should come up. All right, I'll find it yeah other than that shining good space odyssey better that's our official ranking um yeah there's more topics i was going to bring up but it's too late was not bring up like the we can talk about that shit next time um my sentence here and i yeah man anyways Music's popping off. You'll see me as a pop star soon. I think. I think we'll come back. I think I'll make a comeback. So. And. I think I will. Um, I think some of the bridges that I thought I burned aren't necessarily fully burned.
1: Hey, did you know that there is a no bull. Pod. No uh apparel
0: oh yeah dude i typed in youtube and that's all that came up there's the video version yeah they sell like shoes or some shit yeah yeah there's a couple of noble podcasts out there too oh there is yeah unfortunately but i didn't know i just fucking i just made it
1: it was yours.
0: They they copied it. <laughs> Man, that's what they've been doing. They've been stealing my sauce and my flow for the past five years, dog. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five. Hey, we coming back though. All right, noble pod. This one was a little different. I'm gonna cut out a lot of this, honestly. Call me um, Bob. Are you Bob? Bob Lazar. Hey,
1: who? <laughs> Um hold on, I'm getting the migraine.
0: Hey, ch- <laughs> that was some <laughs> bullshit. That was such a lie, dude.
1: You said oh hold on.
0: <laughs> that, was such migraine. A, that was such a fucking lie. Um yeah. I'll keep it, I'll keep it a little less conspiracy theory next time. But we could watch um yeah, Devil's Advocate. would be cool.
1: Okay, I'll watch that.
0: All right, man. Um, We should
1: do a Grammy recap.
0: Grammy recap? I didn't... Did you watch them? No. I heard... I saw Kanye got two of them though, And nobody... Nobody clapped when they they announced it. (laughs) It was just fucking silent.
1: Fucking skeet.
0: He got banned from the Grammys and he still won two of them. That's hard. That's clout. It's funny because, like, a lot of those voters are, like other artists and shit and like I don't know it's just interesting to see the dynamic. But um yeah was, I'm down is
1: there a, was there a best rap album?
0: Yeah I think Keem won that no
1: I hope so. I remember when it first came out I was like <clears throat> this this should be best rap album of the year.
0: Yeah I think Keem took that one. Well, shout out to shout out to baby Keem. Um Not the Yeah, what the fuck? I just saw Jack Harlow just dancing like crazy on stage like a like a Backstreet Boy right now. I don't know what the fuck that was.
1: Um, All
0: right, I'm out. All right, G. I'll hit you up. Uh, Let me know what you think of the first pod. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm about to watch it. All right. All right, later. We'll be right back. back.